Welcome to Countdown to Infinity, a Marvel's Avengers podcast. We talk all things Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we're awaiting the release of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, which comes out in just a couple of weeks. And so while we are waiting, we're going back into the vault and re-releasing our first Ant-Man episode. So last week we released the episode from 2018 talking about Ant-Man, and this week we're releasing our Ant-Man and the Wasp episode. This is really fun, but keep in mind that this was before the release of Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. Luckily for us, there wasn't that much apart from, of course, Scott and the way that he, you know, joins the rest of the Avengers in attacking Thanos in in Endgame. And he's actually a pretty big part of going back in time. But Apart from that, his character is, you know, stays the same quite uh, at least during those Avengers films. So it doesn't uh, reflect too much on the pod. But keep that in mind. We haven't seen Avengers Infinity War and Endgame by the time that this episode was recorded. But it's a whole lot of fun. John and Drew are on this episode. It's nice to go back. But this is just so you can remember uh, a little bit about what our thoughts were on Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Before we talk about Quantumania, next week we'll have a big preview show. We'll talk Kang. We'll talk Ant-Man. We'll talk about the Quantum Realm. We'll talk about all that stuff next week. And soon we will have brand new MCU content to talk about. That'll be really, really exciting because it's been a while. It's been at least a month or two since the, I think the last thing that was new that released was Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special, which was great, but it's been two or three months. So we'll be talking about Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania soon enough, and I can't wait for that. But until then, enjoy Ant-Man and the Wasp, our re-released from 2018. I hope you like it. If you want to hear brand new episodes of this show and a bunch of others, you can go to patreon.com slash delphinpod, D-E-L-F-I-N-P-O-D. And you can get, I believe we have two a week now, two new episodes a week, not always on Marvel, but um, we've got video pods there. John and Drew are there too, uh, but that's on patreon.com slash shelf and pod. Without further ado, here's our re-release from 2018, Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> Welcome to this brand new episode of Countdown to Infinity, an Avengers podcast. Did you forget how to say that? It sounded like you had like a pause there. It's like, welcome to... It's been a while. It's been a while. I don't forget to how to... (laughs) How to talk. How to spoke. Oh boy. (laughs) Great start. I don't forget how to start this because I say it every day, whether or not we're recording. I look in the mirror... Motivational speech. And I say, welcome to Countdown to Infinity, an Avengers (laughs) podcast. Welcome to life, baby. Well, uh, we're going to start this with our titular countdown, although we have already gotten to infinity. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, technically. This makes no sense now. Now we're on to infinity. So, like, plus plus two, uh, part two? Ooh, that's that's my pant size. (laughs) Infinity plus one. (laughs) Oh, shit. It's big. (laughs) It's been a rough couple of months for me. (laughs) I legit have gained weight, though. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, you're looking real thick, girl. Thank you. Well, you know, I've been wanting to make him clap for a long, long time. (laughs) And now I can. Let me let me do it so I can hear. Okay, ready? Hold on. Let me just put my mic down. 
Oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. Made him clap. That was quite a sight. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, sorry. This is an all audio medium. Uh, anyways, let's let's count this baby down. Uh, well, I guess we've done all of the other ones, so we're going to start with zero and go to negative one. Ready? Zero, negative one. Boom. Done. There this is Ant-Man and the Wasp. I just have one question. When Cap needed help, if I'd asked you, would you have come? I guess we'll never know. But if you had, you'd have never been caught. I do some dumb things, and the people I love the most, they pay the price. Thanks to you, we had to run. We're still running. Let's go. Welcome back to welcome to back. <laughs> welcome back to Countdown <laughs> to Infinity and Avengers podcast. If this is your very first episode, boy, are there plenty others for you to listen to. But for, um, like if you're watching this movie then for sure you hopefully this isn't your first episode cuz damn yeah, you are confused. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, especially at the end of that one. So, uh, Countdown to Infinity, it's a podcast where we watch every single Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. And then we talk about it. We have a trivia game. And uh, it's all leading up to whatever's next for Marvel. I don't even... I mean, the second yeah. movie, which no. we still don't know the title to. They might be canceled. Might, what? <laughs> no just way. just cancel Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be crazy if it just ends with everyone. Yeah. Nope, that's it. Nope. Whoop. This is um, the best we got. But let's go around. Let's introduce ourselves. It's been a while. So for some of you, you may want to hear an update on our lives. So uh, let's all give them an update okay. on what's going on. Uh, my name is Emmanuel. Not much. My name is John. Also not much. My name is Andrew. Formerly Andrew. My name is now Andrea. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, whoa. <laughs> I've become my twin. That's He's right. a Wachowski brother. <laughs> a Wachowski Oh, I don't know. What their, what's their yeah. name? Wachowski? Alana uh, and Elon? I don't know. It's been a while since we've done an episode of this because there hasn't been a new Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. I know. What, what, what up with that, Marvel? Yeah, you guys should be making one every single week. Every every month. Well, they made Deadpool in the middle of all that stuff. That's really a Fox thing, though. But Fox, Fox, I felt Fox. like it kind of... Um, Soon to kind be of, maybe, Marvel. Yeah, there was a kind oh, of little maybe. bit of a wait there for... Hey. How how do you think I should vote? I'm I'm supposed to vote at this Disney shareholders meeting. Oh, I have okay. one vote out of the 15 million. Should yeah, I vote to buy Fox or not to buy Fox? Could you imagine that could swing it though? Because they're like, what if we won by just one vote? And it was me. Yeah, and then no, they, don't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I would vote for it. I think. No, I just say good? no. Okay, cool. Just go against the crowd. I'll go against the crowd. We need to buy DreamWorks. Imagine a Shrek crossover with a. Uh, yeah, 101 Dalmatians. With Mickey Mouse. Mouse. Yeah. Oh, man. And then Donkey. The Shrek Mickey holiday special. Yeah. Like, I'm making waffles. Oh. Nope. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> That's yeah, Mickey Mouse. Right. exactly yeah, what happened. Doing the donkey line. Nice. Uh, anyways, well, we're back this week because Ant-Man and the Wasp has, co- have, has come out. Has, has come. come out. Have come out? Has come. Ant-Man and the Wasp has come? Mm-hmm. Hard. Pretty hard. Okay, cool. Uh, so we're going to talk about it. So here's how this is going to work. We're going to talk about our first thoughts. It'll be spoiler-free. And then we're going to take a break before we dive into the spoiler zone. And we talk about what this movie means to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and uh, all of the little things that are in this movie. And I say sure. little because it's about nice small small things. All the, yeah. Small things. 
Say what? Wait, I will not go. Turn yeah, the light. No, nope, am I not saying it right? Not yeah, right. No, you were. You were right. Turn the lights off. Carry me. Na 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 na. Well, you stopped. Oh na 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 na. No, no. Okay. Uh, so Ant Man in the crowd missed this. I know. We're sorry that you shaking off the rust. It's been two months since you heard us. Really, just fuck around. Fuck <laughs> around. <laughs> 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 we're we're now realizing, man, how much time have I wasted on this? <laughs> Not much, just twelve hours, honestly, right? Yeah. Maybe, yeah, right? Maybe around we, that. We cut out most there. of it. Yeah, we. This is we <laughs> are eighteen. We've been going at it for a while. <laughs> um, so, what did you guys think of Ant Man and the Waps? Waps. The Waps. Wap. 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 Ant Man and <laughs> and do you want to go first? Since you're rapping. Um, first impressions. He said, "Nice, yeah, uh, yeah." It was cool. Um, it's funny. I was sitting in the theater, and obviously, it depends on when this. I guess when you listen to this, but um, I have seen it twice already. The first time, I kind of didn't know what to think. I know that I liked it, but I didn't know what I liked about it. I just knew that I was entertained and I was having a good time. Um, this uh, second time around, I thought it was uh, pretty interesting because I think. I think it's the it's one of the freshest franchises because nobody else can come close to what he does. Like no one, no power is like similar. I guess to to Ant Man, he's he's kind of in a, in a league of his own. So to uh, even with this one, they they still haven't broke a lot of ground that they could do with the effects and things like that. I feel like the quantum realm was in like the, like two minutes of this movie. You know, it was it was so short, but they can dive into a lot more things. It's going to be interesting to see how he, uh, what role he plays in the next Avengers. But um, I thought it was really really cool. Um, it's I think Ant Man is slowly becoming one of my favorite more more favorite fa- more favorite is, is that favorite 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 er Marvel heroes, but. Uh, they were able to even step up their game uh, in in you know cast wise also, which was pretty cool because the first one had a re- on, on already great great cast. cast. It was it was pretty underrated, but um, with this one, I think it whatever good parts they took from the or that that they saw from the first one, they ended up saying, "Hey, let's do more of that." Which why wouldn't you do that since that's the the thing that ended up working for you, but. Um, all around good job or, uh, for for everybody, and it, it's pretty crazy to see on where this fits in the whole MCU, just in general. Um, and again, the bigger role he might play when you know some of these cats stop doing what they're doing. You know, whether that's Tony Stark or uh, Robert Downey Jr., he gets too old or something. Um, where is he going to be one of the leader characters, or is he going to be one of those uh, supporting role characters? You know, but. Um, overall, I think again they they kind of struck a a chord here, and not they didn't show too much, so that way they can pick up the stakes in the next one. This one was a very uh, personal, I think, story for them. You know, uh, with basically them trying to get the uh, original Wasp back, uh, played by uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer, the original Catwoman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Which is uh, it's man, those are two really cool titles to have: the wasp and Catwoman. Both. My two favorite animals: the cat, cats, and wasps. <laughs> nice. Well, and they're the two super vital characters to their mythology. So it is really, really cool to finally see Ant Man and the Wasp finally take the screen because they're they're really, really big 
members of the Avengers, um, with Hank Pym creating uh, Ultron at one point, you know, and things like that. So um, they're they're super big parts again of the Marvel Foundation. So to see them finally, um, like get their due diligence or justice, it's uh it's pretty awesome. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, I kind of um I didn't know if I really like this movie. I guess like I I've also seen it twice. I guess you guys but, are such like, braggarts. Okay, I no, see, I've seen not, it. You know, once. I've seen it two points You said once. you said first impression, so I was like, fuck. But like, if my actual true first impressions was, I didn't know if I liked it because it was a lot thrown at you. Almost like I got vibes of Infinity War because of the amount of, without spoiling anything, the amount of subplots and stuff in the movie that actually happened. Because there's a lot of stuff that happens in this movie, and it's really it's a lot to digest, um, you know, and then, but I do like the, the approach that they went to it. Cause I was telling Drew earlier that like this movie kind of feels like a romantic comedy and it's pretty, um, uh, to shorten that, let's call it a rom-com, a rom-com. <laughs> let's yeah. agree to that. Let's coin the term Co- rom-com, it's rom-com. A, let's coin the term. Yeah. That's, um, so it, it's nice to have that type of like movie because the first one is like a very much almost like a heist film. Um, this one's, this one's kind of like that a little bit Sort of a little bit This one's more of a Chase of MacGuffin type of storyline If you kind of think a bit But um, overall it's like kind of uh, I found it kind of funnier than the first one Which is kind of weird because I I think I remember I don't know if I said this on the podcast or not Or you know maybe the people The audience can obviously fact check But I felt like the first one's humor is kind of a little At times a little weird and forced Because um, it was coming off of Edgar Wright's You know specific brand of humor and is like you know his um you know his humor that's basically all in the in the visual language yeah it's a visual humor and this is uh, yeah. situational almost this one's yeah this one's a little bit more towards like this one's a naturally like the first one you can totally tell that the bones of edgar wright's story was there this one is its own thing like really yeah. really different same Even director totally right different Ta- same director and everything so mm-hmm. this guy peyton reed had the chance to build something from the ground up this time as opposed to you know, just working off of somebody else's, yeah. yeah, working off of someone else's script, basically. So, um, but overall, it's a really, I mean, it's a really fun time. Um, I think it's actually the most upbeat out of all the movies we've gotten, especially, and not just because it's come off of, after Infinity War. I mean, it may seem that way because Infinity War was so depressing. Such a, yeah, such a such a depressing like kind of like ending there for that yeah. one. So it's kind of a it's refreshing to have this type of like you know little small stakes story. Um, again, like the first one, but like, you know, full of humor and like, just, and even like, I think Sophia had said it earlier too. Um, she doesn't have a mic, but she's somewhere around here. Um, yeah, she's <laughs> safe. She's, <laughs> she's hidden. Stronghold. Um, <laughs> she's, we uh, live in a very you're secure, fuck, you're making me forget place. my fucking thought. Okay. <laughs> just like, she said something. She did. And now I lost it. <laughs> okay, cool. No, no, no. She had said something how she didn't like, um, the, no, that wasn't it. Was it something else after that? It was um, no, no antagonist. There you go. She said something. Uh, she's feeding me lines through an earpiece. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, she said she didn't like the way that there was no and an- real antagonist in the movie, and it, it I get that because there really isn't. Like, There's you no kind conventional. Of, yeah, yeah, exactly. When I was sitting in the theater, start, I was yeah. starting to like speculate right before the movie came on. I was like, what if it's Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer? Pfeiffer? I thought that and, originally too. Because well, you need a big name like to, to hold up the villain, you know? Well, and not all the time. Sometimes you get these people who like like Tom Hiddleston where like Marvel kind of built his career essentially. But um, it is uh, interesting because in the comics, uh, Hank Pym is one of the more abusive uh heroes 
and yeah, um, he has issues, right? He's an alcoholic. Yeah, he's you know, he's made a lot of enemies. Rageaholic. Yeah. So I thought they were gonna flip the script, and maybe she was gonna be the one that was like, "Oh, I'm attacking the family," or so, you know, something. Be the big family. The but, but I'm glad they didn't go with that at all. But and then I thought cool. I thought of Lawrence Fishburne, and I was like, "Huh, maybe." But, maybe. but not even right. But even then, yeah, like, maybe sort of, maybe. So, maybe. But yeah, basically. So like at the very end, you don't really get into. Without getting into that spoilerific part, you don't really get a very conventional antagonist out of this. Almost yeah. like not really a villain, if you think about it. Yeah. But um, it's more of like a race against time type of thing. Like yeah. we need to complete this objective yeah. before this happens. And I think that's like even even if that was if that fell even if that didn't really stick the landing, I think it's still pretty cool and unique um, to have as a part of the series because it is very small scale and really like the stakes are your friends in this case, your friends or your family that's gonna, yeah. going to like. Get bitten, yeah. so and, like, you know. and, and I think that's what makes this movie really special. Is it's not as crazy and insane in the scope of the other Marvel movies, where the galaxy's ending, or yeah. obviously there's some Thanos thing happening. Uh, it 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 it's a very human and, and family oriented story, which is really unique. But uh, I think you're right. It, it was definitely funnier. Uh, I mean, that's object that's what is that subjective i guess that's subjective of course i you know subjective it's up to people to say think if it's funnier but i just think it has built-in comedy because you have things shrinking and growing and that's already funny (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so i i i definitely think there's a lot of humor in the way this movie was written um there are a lot of storylines and a lot of people from the original that you care about like his old crew from prison that you want to see more of um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the little girl in this movie is his daughter. Daughter, daughter and that chemistry is so special. Yeah, it's, it's so good. It, it starts you with movie. the two. She's one of the best actresses in the movies. Like she's yeah. really, really she's funny. Really yeah. good. She's so cute. Oh, she's like so oh. adorable that like it hurts. Like ah, like when you want to like just pinch the baby's okay, cheeks. Okay, all right, come okay, down. Come yeah, down I, was about to say. I said pinch a baby's cheeks. Like like, like face cheeks. Yeah. Um. So this movie is really, really funny. Um, but I, it, it definitely deals with the cloud of Infinity War over it because I went in thinking, what are the connections? And so the beginning of this movie had to be so personal so that you forget about that. So that way they make it very clear that the stakes are us retrieving Wasp from the quantum dimension. Yeah. And um, I mean, overall, even the, the villain in the movie, what's the name of the villain? Ghost. Ghost. I never saw her. I'm just no, she's a ghost. Um, even Ghost's <laughs> story arc was was really insane. Um, I, we talked about this as the overarching theme of a lot of these Marvel movies are that sins of the father thing. Family. Family. Right. Yeah. And that still kind of applies to this, this because one, yeah. Hank Pym's past is coming around in a little bit in a way right. with the things that I guess – People have perceived him. Are we going into spoiler? No, 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 not spoiling. There is still that same thread that you know goes through all of the same Marvel movies that 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 goes through this movie. So it's connected thematically, not just in title to all of the other Marvel movies too. Yeah, Guardians has a similar themes to that. Like yeah, father and father and children and so that'd be pretty cool and it also does a really good job at explaining like the aftermath of civil war the impact Mm -hmm, that happened to him and why he's not there in infinity war because you know they basically run through that in the first you know 10 minutes it's the big question people have probably going into this yeah like if you've seen uh, infinity well and he's one of their big guns if you've seen countdown to infinity war (laughs) if you've been listening to the podcast they're they're based on movies (laughs) 
Yeah. These podcasts are based on films. Watch the but, films. I mean, you saw in Civil War, he was one of their big guns, literally yeah. taking on all of Team Iron Man by himself. Yeah. And so there's, there's so wondered, much. So he wondered, you know, why isn't he punching Thanos out of the sky? And there's so much left to be explored with what he can do when he shrinks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think this movie's a blast to watch. It's funny. It's filled with action. I think act- some action scenes that can only be in an Ant-Man movie yeah. um, because he grows exactly. and shrinks yeah. and grows and shrinks. It's got water bears. It's got water bears. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Boom. Which is science. So technically, this is a scientific movie. Technically. Yeah. Um, it's set in a different place than the other Marvel movies. It's set in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, San Fran. Not in San Fran. Not SF New York short. or anything on the like. Not New York, not Sokovia. Yeah, Cornucopia. Yeah, um, even, even though they do say Sokovia chords in it once. They do. I spoiler feel like, alert. Okay, well, I was like, we'll, we'll get spoiler. into it. Spoiler. Some of the stuff that like, they bring up from the, of the Marvel movies, I feel like they kind of like doing it like in tongue-in-cheek, like almost like making fun of it in a yeah. way. Sort well, of. And they do it so quick that you're just like, it, it has to be part of it. Yeah. Know? And the, the tension is still there, though, because you're right. It's a race against time. But it's a race against time against multiple things. That's actually happening. Well, and that he needs to get to. Yeah. It's so that, it's, it's boom, boom, boom. It's he has om- to get out of it's here. It's almost like a rat race. You got multiple parties racing for like the same thing almost yeah. at, at some points. And and then also Ant Man racing for different things because he's under he's under house arrest and you know there's that whole oh, yeah. thing yeah, that happens right, yeah. too. Uh, but yeah, great casting, great, great everything else. Well, guys, is there anything to add to our spoiler free review before we go into? The spoiler zone. The yep. quantum spoiler zone. Anything you guys want to add? Yeah, Thanos dies in this one. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Got you. We're going to take our very first break where we're going to talk to you guys about an ad. And that ad is this. But the story didn't end there. If you're wondering what that was, uh, have we got news for you? This isn't our only podcast. We have, for the last three fucking years, <laughs> four years maybe? Could it be yeah, four years? No, yeah, I think it's three. Three years? Yeah. We've been podcasting for a while now, and uh, we have over 100 episodes. Oh, we can't even tell you how many hours that is, because some of them are two or three hours long. Right, yeah. Let's just round it and say we have 150 hours of things for you to listen to. At the least. At the least. Yeah. Uh, Of of a show called Revenge of the Sequel. It's a podcast just about sequels. It's actually what got us started about over this Marvel biz. Mm -hmm. Because all these are technically sequels and prequels. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But we watch movies. cheating right now when we do Countdown to Infinity. We watch new sequels. We watch old sequels. Name some of the old sequels we watch. What's the oldest sequel you think we've done? The oldest sequel? Oh, no. We've done some... um, We've done some classics like Day of the Dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've done some... Fuck, now I can't even think of it. There you go. Jaws 2 was old. Jaws 2. Jaws 2 is pretty awesome. Even things... Jaws 3, my bad. I think Jaws 2 is unreleased. Oh, boy. There's a lot. I'm trying to think now. (laughs) Yeah, there's so many. There's a lot of movies. We watch a lot of movies, and some things are new, too. So we watch... Some things are new. And if you're a fan of the Marvel stuff, we have covered like you know you'll get our actual first impressions on age of ultron yeah. you know on a past episode like that but not only do you have us we have a lot of guests on the show and some of them are special because they're in the in the movie we're talking about oh yeah so sometimes, uh, sometimes they've made the movie that we're talking about yeah, yeah. We, we've talked to robert rodriguez uh indie movie darling 
We've talked to Sean Gunn. He's on the podcast. Lloyd Kaufman is on our 100th episode yep, from yeah. Troma. Yeah, Ken Foray from Ken Dawn of the Dead. Ray, oh, cool. the Dead. So many good people. I think we interviewed the voice of SpongeBob. Tom Kenny. Oh, he, he's also, not in the sequel. He is. Um, SpongeBob yeah. SquarePants. That's yeah, right. Too. Yeah. We got to well, do that. That's probably Sponge a future, episode. Future, episode. future app. Future app. Future app. We have an unreleased uh, interview with the guy from Clerks as well. But uh, yeah, yeah. Find, find Revenge of the Sequel anywhere you find Countdown to Infinity. It'll be there. And so much good stuff for you, baby. Kisses. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, just keep it. Just keep going right now. Welcome back from that break. We're now in the quantum realm. Spoiler zone. Hell of a break. We've all shrunk down to the size of an ant. We're talking to microphones. It's just because it's cold in here. Oh, sorry. That's not (laughs) what we were talking about. (laughs) What? Wait, what? Would you rather shrink to be smaller or bigger? You kind of think you can shrink to be bigger. <laughs> Would you rather shrink or grow? Are you a grower? Did you put it on Wombo? You put it on Wombo? I put it on Wombo, baby. I don't know. Um, the Ant Man powers are really like it's cool to have both options, well, which is like really cool about that hair. Because character. I'm, I'm super allergic to ants. Whoa! Oh, yeah, we've established this so, in the yeah. first so Ant Man. You would be you would be a perfect Ant Man then, so they won't sting you. Yeah. Well, I was outside and you had ants like right on the and you never have ants right on the front porch. And Do we really? Yeah, yeah. yeah and they're the ones. big ones. I'm big like, ooh, ones. these are the ones that kill me. You, you know, it, one yeah. of them bit Sophia in bed the other day. Holy. And freak. it was insane. Yeah. It was wild. They're probably everywhere. Yeah, no, no. Now <laughs> no, I'm real paranoid, but this is the best. Maybe it's because we have constant sugar water just pouring just everywhere. Flowing through pipes. Flowing through our pipes. I always have a, a loose papaya in my pocket. <laughs> papaya? <laughs> you sweat sugar? Like, I yeah. sweat sugar and Glucose. I roll around. That's probably why I have hands. Um, I think I would grow bigger because when I'm small, I could be, you know... There's so many things that would kill me. No, but Ant-Man's power is... Oh, okay. So you're only talking about the, the changing sizes? Because Ant- Ant-Man's power is he has the same strength of a man when he's small. So when if he were to oh, punch yeah. you when he was small, it'd feel like a grown man. But be. if he's a big man, he's giant man... He has the same punch of a. I'm just kidding. That was <laughs> a, a baby. Yeah, just like. But mm-hmm. it seems like they established this movie. He gets tired when he yeah, uses yeah, all his energy. He is, yeah. Burns a bunch of energy. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about this movie. Well, let's get. What What do you guys think about Ant Man? You and, watch it? Did and, you guys watch and, it? And the Wasp. And the Wasp. Uh, we'll talk about her later. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, Ant Man and the Wasp. What I I thought one of the more clever parts of this was him being under house arrest and the friction between him and i guess the pims yeah hank pim hank or pim the van dyne yeah that that friction that conflict was so good because it sort of made him choose between what he wanted to do and family it, yeah because like, if he doesn't he's technically a criminal which is odd because well now he's trying to redeem himself with this business where yeah. he's like a security expert, you know. So well, is one of the things that makes him unique is he doesn't he he doesn't have uh, like he doesn't have complete freedom because he has a kid. I don't think Captain America has a child. Well, and I think that's partially why, like in the beginning, obviously it starts with him and his and his daughter, you know, yeah. basically trying to find a way to entertain themselves because he's on house arrest. Has, can't leave the house for two years. He's on probation for three years after that. So I hear that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys uh, know what I'm talking about. 
Um, but ankle bracelet. It's pretty interesting because <laughs> you get that. Uh, what's the Wu Agent Wu? Jimmy Wu, who's um, he's hilarious. Agents of Atlas. Yeah, yeah and Agents of he, Atlas. People. He's he's a hilarious actor. Oh yeah, uh, he's in um, oh, Randall, Park, uh, Randall Park. Yeah. Randall Park, fresh off the boat. Yeah, exactly. He's that movie where he plays Kim Jong Un. The interview. Yeah, yeah, and he's a hilarious addition again. So um, to see him in that that role, that reoccurring role. Um, was was pretty awesome, but he basically explains the Sokovia Accords things and why the you know Van Dyme and uh, and Pym are on the run. You know they they violated the Accords because it's their tech in the giant man suit. So that that was uh, pretty cool to put that in yeah actual uh, perspective just to tie it into the bigger universe. Because at this point, I think that's the only thing that connects it. At least at this point in the movie, like that to the because ov- this thing is pretty standalone. Yeah, I feel like it's even more standalone than that first movie. Yeah, like way more. Yeah, and 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 then again that that house arrest thing where he's so close to getting out, so now he needs to tippy toe. But now all this stuff is finally like basically hitting the fan. He's, he's went two years without this, and it basically explains on why Hawkeye and him aren't in the mix for Infinity War because they both have families and they're the only ones mm. that are tied down that's by huge. something like that. that Cause, that's cause, insane. You know, Iron Man has Pepper Potts, but she's in on it too. You know, she's in on the whole superhero. And game. they're on a different plane. They're so powerful and sure. rich, and they have resources unlike you're right hawkeye and captain america and like all those, like, yeah yeah even all the, well, other, the basically well, anyone who wasn't with iron man well because like, really. captain america has family but it's another superhero bucky yeah you know? that's true and then sharon carter finally yeah. died because so. you'd figure if Iron man didn't he would just be in wakanda yeah exactly he'd be helping sky free and, and the thing that's crazy is that like you know hank pym you think he's all powerful but you end up figuring out that he only had one suit and ant-man used it to go fight yeah. you know, the Avengers and now they're like oh we have no suits well that's, that's it it was such a great way to explain and I'm wondering now whether or not that was something they planned originally I mean they obviously wanted to have movies still playing before the next Infinity War it only yeah. makes sense you can't build up something and then have the second movie come out you know yeah. in two months did Lord of the Rings do that Return of the King, or how how long was it before? I don't know. A year we'll each, part. yeah, a year each between. Mm-hmm. Those it's it's the same thing with yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry Potter. Wait, was no, a year but just the Deathly Hallows Part One and Two, because every Harry Potter movie was like a year and a half, a year, you know, between releases, and then yeah. after a while, it started being like two years. Huh. Get, you got to get that weight <laughs> in there, but yeah, that anticipation is really important too, because it settle it it ensures everyone has seen it. Everyone who just waits till Blu-ray has seen it. You know, ev- everyone has seen it, and the stakes are there so that your box office is insane whenever the conclusion happens. Right. But this movie and Captain Marvel mo- are are the two that are in between the two uh, Infinity War, and it has a lot to live up to because yeah. of that. And this one even more so because he's already an established character. Captain Marvel could be an origin. I mean, it is an origin film. Yeah, that sets. Up so, in the past, yeah, so everything you see is going to be new. Yeah, but this movie definitely had the shadow of Infinity War over it, um, and I think I already said that. But it's, it it definitely lives up to it. Um, uh, but yeah, so so he is the basically deciding that his family is more important, yeah. um, while the Pims are trying to contact well, Michelle it, Pfeiffer. Well, and they're the same thing. Where family is more important, and they're going yeah. after their family, which is 
basically that that quantum realm you know basic the storyline where they need to trek into the unknown of to you find know, yeah, yeah janet because you you ended up seeing in the first one that you know uh scott was able to come back yeah obviously and that that intrigued them all their own and basically spun off this entire movie you know that's pre- that's pretty much the plot you know yeah just to retrieve her from yeah, they, the quantum. They redo some of the scenes from the first one where you know it shows them taking out the missile. Yeah, um, that was pretty interesting to see uh, Pfeiffer and Douglas de-age again, which is like crazy. The whatever so young, yeah, whatever technology they're doing to de-age these actors is like that deserves a real big kudos because that is freaking crazy. Like you I, can almost, I, I mean, obviously, like that's prob that probably eats into their budget a lot because obviously it's it's a special effect. But you can, I mean, if they had the budget, they could do like a damn prequel with those yeah, two well, like douglas said he's okay with it like yeah and imagine that though the, like the it can tech work. is so good that yeah yeah you can have him and some stunt double wearing his face like that you know i know it's a i know it's a combination of actual makeup yeah and then they just fill in a bunch of the and a double too i stuff, think it's a double yeah. absolutely yeah. wild to see but it, it's really good you're right. it, it looks Ru- like you're you're looking at michelle pfeiffer when she does her lines at the beginning and you're reminded how badass you know michelle pfeiffer is as an actress. Yeah. But she's like, it looks like she's just stepped off the set of like Batman Returns. Yeah. Her, just like, holy well, hell. And they've done it before with Robert Downey Jr. and Kurt Russell. Yeah, it's in, true. Uh, you know, Guardians and then in Civil War. So it, it's, They just can fix everyone, make everyone well, young. That you could tell it's something that they're working on to, because now it's Nick Fury's turn in, you it's know. True, yeah. Captain oh, yeah. Marvel. Captain Marvel, yeah. So th- it's one of these things that basically almost expands the lifespan of these actors in the roles. Yeah. And it's not, uh, yeah, and, and it's something that's really cool because you're able to uh, go back in time because th- one of the things of this movie is they're, these are characters that have had histories with S.H.I.E.L.D. and with everything that has happened before, you know. Yeah. Right, they're just like in their now. shadows in their own little corner too. Yeah. Um, the cool thing about the Ant-Man movies, let me just go off on a little tangent here. Here we go. Um, tangent number one. Speaking of like their own little corner, these Ant-Man movies are very tonally different from like the other the other flicks. Like uh, what I'm really like saying is that the fact that like you know there you got really weird elements happening in this movie. Like you have like a, a a whole mini universe happening, you know, and then you have like you know ants like as henchmen, like the entire time. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, and uh, you, know, I, you know what I mean, like just well, like and I think I told you ants. this. I might have told you this when we exited out the the uh, the showing the first time the that it it feels like one of the most comic book properties I think. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. and you have to be okay with this basically this world. Um, and yeah, it is interesting to see you know the ants doing all the work and basically all the heavy lifting. And, and they're like, a little bit like bigger than the, your normal ants now. Like yeah. they actually have like dog sized ants that are like you know. Yeah, and they're trained up to the T, so it's basically like they're again like they're henchmen. Or one whatever. of them even plays the drums like you know twice. Yeah, and it was funny because watching the trailer, I was like, man, that part looks dumb. But and then you think about it, and you're like, whoa. Now it's Bonkers. a little bit, yeah. Now it's a little bit more uh, plausible, I guess, because they're able to train these ants, you know, or well, or control them. I might have said this in the Ant Man episode that we did, but I remember seeing that uh, Comic Con footage of him attacking that guy with a gum, gun mm-hmm. and thinking, man, man this is lo- this is gonna be a stupid movie because I thought this looks too weird or too silly, it's too out there, yeah. And this movie, even with all of the talking to ants stuff and. They run with the it. insane stuff is really, really good. They lean yeah. into it. Like, well, they lean into the craziness of, like, what's actually happening and, because you yeah. actually have... And with this fake science that 
you know. Well, because you, you even have a character, I think it's like Paul Rudd at one point who says, like, you know, do you just put the word quantum in front of everything? Yeah. You know, because they're making fun of them their, themselves well, there. Like. And it's the little things where, like, you can tell that they use, like, little pieces. So, like, it's like a knob from, like, an amp. And they blow it up to where, like, yeah. it's super big. So, that that's, like, the dial they're using. And I'm like, oh, man, that's cool. And it's, like, a dial with, like, a big paper, a paper clip. clip. Yeah. yeah, so it's, like, a huge paper clip. And I'm like, wow, that's, like, super smart. The building to is to... a fucking suitcase. And yeah. they have a little thing of Hot Wheel Hot cars, Wheel cars that they that blow the... up. Yeah, exactly. So, I was like, man, like, we've barely scratch the surface of what they can do you know and what if there's like an airplane sequence where they're like they're falling out and then he's able to blow up a jet and they fall in you know james bond yeah. style and they take off or something you know are you writing a movie a fan oh, oh yes fanfic uh, fan- fanfic fanfic fan porn um <laughs> well that so let's go down the list of the characters uh that are new to this movie so, uh we'll start with ghost ghost Ghost. ghost, 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 played by Hannah John Kamen, the box ghost. Who um, I hope I said that right. John Kamen, Kamen, Common. Anyway, um, she's um, she was last seen in Ready Player One this year Ooh, as uh, one of the henchmen one. of um, I forgot his name, Ben Mendelsohn, something. Yeah. I forgot what the, the villain's name in that movie was, but she Ready was Player one, the, one out in theaters now. She was the secondary villain, um, henchwoman, but if you will, um, to that, and she was pretty awesome. Um, she's also a Dothraki. She was also, yeah, a Dothraki widow in uh, Game of Thrones, which makes her the sixth, I think, actress, from, or sixth actor, actor or actress in this, like you know, from yeah, that universe. From GOT, they, yeah, because Game of Thrones actors, uh, pair, you know, they appear kind of regularly in the MCU. Yep, they just um, scout them from there. They're like, ooh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Get on here, Game of What now? She's really, um, her role as Ghost is just pretty cool. Um, she's based off her character is based off of the character of the Ghost. In Marvel Comics, which is um, male and is an Iron Man villain, um, basically with the same powers. It's not quantum realm powers, but in the comics, she, you know, the the character of Ghost, it's a he. They can go through walls like yeah, the face. way, like, and they have that that weird gas mask like face. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, also, we're giving away a ghost pop. pop. Oh, we are, we are giving a ghost pop away. Um, More on that she was, later. She was pretty. Um, she's pretty awesome in this role because she always she plays this. Uh, Lady named Ava, who's kind of like you can totally tell she's crying all the time because of the what, what yeah. the quantum realm does to her. Mm. Um, like apparently the ghost in this, the reason she phases in and out of stuff is because her cells are being ripped apart. Like she was and, affected and, by the quantum realm, and basically put back and, together. And, and, yeah. yeah, she's got a tragic backstory where she had to watch her parents die because you know her dad got fired by Hank Pym on right, a project. Yeah. So now she's on the vendetta to. One, save herself because she's dying, like she's deteriorating. Um, but two, obviously, it's that revenge, I guess, story to right. the, the Hank Pym. But the way she plays the character is really cool because she seems very evil and almost like kind of, there's something off about her. But then you realize that like when she starts saying, when she starts talking about what's going on, the actual, the process of ghosting kind of ghosting yeah the, pro- the process of ghosting of getting ghosted they should have um, called the ghost hunters. hurts her so she looks like she's literally like in pain and crying they like all the, the ghost time busters. um so she's pretty awesome in this role um yeah. what's another what's another new, um, new walter edition? goggins walter goggins as sunny birch sunny birch the, um, black the... arms dealer from the comics yep an iron man villain again another iron man villain of uh, uh uh quentin tarantino alumnus Quentin yeah. Tarantino alumnus. Um, Walter he's Goggins is awesome. Lawless. I wish he would have done a little bit more in this movie, but he was pretty good at what he was doing. You now, know, is his character someone from the comic books? Or yes, no? Iron Man yes. villain. It's a, he's an Iron Man villain. Or normally tangles with Iron Man. It's a black market like dealer. 
Um, same thing goes. I think he's an arms dealer in the comics. He plays a good southern villain. Yeah, I like how Ant-Man does say that eventually. He's like, has anybody seen a southern gentleman? <laughs> yeah, around here, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you have Lawrence Fishburne as... Bill Foster. Bill Foster, yeah. a.k.a. Goliath. Goliath. They DH him too, I believe. In yes, this they movie, do. Don't yeah, they? he looks like he's straight out from Boys in the Hood. And I'm like, damn, this looks awesome. You know, I read a, uh, an article, with, uh, an interview with the director, and he said the scariest thing about de-aging him... And uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and even Michael Douglas is these aren't characters that people don't know. These are people you can watch a movie of yeah, Michelle you Pfeiffer younger, you remember, or Lawrence Fishburne younger, or Michael Douglas younger, and yeah. you have that to compare them to. This isn't yeah. like some random, you know, it's character kind of, who just kind needs of intimidating. To be yeah, yeah, yeah. just like yeah, but, but they did such a good job. They do, yeah. And it's funny because I look at this tech and you're like, man. Even in the stuff that they did with like uh, like Rogue One with uh, Carrie Fisher, yeah. I'm like that stuff looks like miles uh, like behind from this stuff. Oh we yeah, which is crazy. Kind of crazy. We don't need actors anymore. Or, or like Tarkin, like Tarkin. I'm like, man, why couldn't they use this same one that this same technology, but for that? But because damn, it looks way fake compared to this stuff. So that was pretty cool. Um, that Bill Foster makes an appearance, especially the mention of Goliath, which is another name for, which is really another suit. Um, and the Ant-Man universe, you know, you have Yellow Jacket, you have Ant-Man, you have Giant Man, and then you have Goliath, which is, I think there's even more, probably, um, no doubt, but Goliath is one of the Giant Man suits, and they do mention that program from, like, you know, I think the 70s or something like that, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Um, another addition would be, who would another new addition Woo. be with this? Yeah, Jimmy Woo. Um Randall Park plays Jimmy Woo. I think we talked a little bit about him. He was in uh, Fresh Off the Boat. Fresh Off the Boat! Um, Jimmy Woo is a comic character. Is a character from the comics who um, starts like a superhero spy spy team called like the Agents of Atlas. Boom. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. And then he's also, he's very, he's just, he's got a charming sense of humor, I think. Yeah, and he's, he's pretty he's, great. He's just hilarious. Yeah. And like, you, you can tell he, he has to float the line between bad guy and like good guy. But he does it very well. He's he's a very likable character. I think in pretty much anything he's in. Right, yeah. And then we got um the big one really. I mean I guess do Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. I guess we can go ahead and just like start there. Um well, we they, have Michelle Pfeiffer. Well they show some of her not her, but some of the wasp in the first half movie. One, yeah. But we don't actually see her face. Um so clever. they could have classed very it. Very clever. They could have classed it. They could have casted anyone. Really? Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it, I think I think at one point, um, Helen, Which is really funny. Some, some trivia. Yeah, no, some trivia is like um, Evangeline Lilly, who plays um, Hope Van Dyne, the Wasp, in this movie. She said that she wanted to have Michelle Pfeiffer cast as the Wasp eventually. This was around the time they were doing press for the first movie. Michael Douglas said that he wanted to, he would like to have his wife, Catherine Zeta Jones, play the Wasp. Catherine. And I thought, Zeta-Jones. like, I thought she could probably do a good job. I was like, oh, yeah, I can see it too. It's just really funny how they kind of like chose. Pfeiffer for it, but yeah, Pfeiffer did a really good, a really good job at this. Yeah, yeah. coming and off of what is it, uh, Mother, Dark Shadows, Dark. no, no Mother. What? Well, she she's not. I mean, um, after we see her for a lot of the movie, I felt, man, I can't wait for a whole movie with her. It's just so, she's really smart, right? Like right. her character is now also a god or something. Well, they, yeah, yeah, and then also the fact is that her character itself, and this is just like. I'm going to echo something that Hope Van Dyne said in the first movie. It's about damn time. She's Janet fucking Van Dyne. Like, Janet Van Dyne. Janet Van Dyne? Janet Van Dyne. The Janet Van Dyne. Oh, my God. Yeah. From the Catalina wine mixer? <laughs> um, Janet Van Dyne, it, I mean, obviously, we've said it earlier, is the fucking wasp in the comics. Like, she's like, um, 
she's one of the founding members of the Avengers. Like, you know, this, you see her in everything Avengers related almost except the movies, which is like really weird for like, you know, even for like me and Andrew, like watching the, you know, Avengers cartoon and being familiar with like the earlier comics, like Marvel zombies and stuff that we, that we, you know, kind of turned us on to Marvel. It's kind of, it was bizarre to not see an actual active Wasp character in these yeah. movies. The, Aven- the Avengers you got, like the Avengers you currently get both in comics and in the movies and cartoons are very modern Avengers because again, John's right, that she is a very pivotal character for the Avengers Inception with Hank Pym. Um, they're kind of the original almost power couple, you know? Yeah, and so, so to get that in this movie, it's it's pretty awesome. And then you also get like a new incarnation of them within with Scott Lang and and Hope's character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what like I, to me that's what was really cool about this movie is the fact that like you know that you have Janet Van Dyne played by Michelle Pfeiffer who knocks it out of the park. Like she's I don't know why she doesn't get or maybe I'm just not watching enough of her movies. Maybe, um, but I was like, she, she, that's she, on you, John. Last she one was should mother, be in, right? like way more. Yeah, yeah. She was great. She's in mother. mother? She's yeah. in mother. She was great in mother. She's, yeah, I thought she she, she should have got a nomination. Uh, yeah, Academy Award supporting nomination. nod for that one. Yeah, and then, but so like she rounds out basically the new cast here, and um and then we get into like really uh the fun stuff, which is an actual like pairing up of like after uh. After a quick introduction to Scott's life, we realize that he's has a connection to Janet's character. Yeah, um, he sees her. Yeah, or sees the he, things no, he, she yeah. sees. Well, I yeah. think yeah, he's kind of like mentally linked with her. He becomes her, basically. Yeah, yeah. I said that weird. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and then we're introduced to we're reintroduced to Pim and 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 Hope's character. Yeah. Which were like you know they they kind of they kind of hate been, Scott, they've been, yeah. but they've been working towards this forever, right? Exactly. Yeah. And now Scott they, is the key. They want what's in his head. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, and then he was also proof that that you can come back. So yeah. they're like, oh, you know, maybe she survived. Her. Let's talk about Hope's character, played by uh, Evangeline, Evangeline Lilly. I read uh, somewhere that she had very specific uh, things that she wanted to do with her character that the director definitely agreed on. One of the things is something I noticed. Uh, it's kind of weird, but uh, there were scenes in the movie, and I was like, man, her hair is messed up. But I don't know if you noticed that. But yeah. that was on purpose. She said she didn't want, because she did a lot of her own stunts in this movie. Yeah. She said she hates in action movies where the girl character gets in a fight, and then everything is perfect. is perfect. The makeup yeah. is perfect. So she says, after I do this stunt, we're going to film. Like, you know, this is yeah. whatever is the there. Actual, yeah. This is like the way it is. Well, and it's awesome because, I mean, obviously they try to. And I don't like it. Minim- kidding, they no. try to minimize the variation by because she always puts her hair into a ponytail. Yeah. That the you know the uh, when she puts the suit on. But it's cool because it it just shows the almost this weird re- reality to how messy her job is. Yeah. Which is she fights people. Well, and it's the same thing with her fighting style. She said that it was really tough trying to come up with a specific fighting style because so much groundwork has already been laid down by you know other oh, characters. Yeah. Like you know, Black Panther fights a, d- a certain way. She got uh, you know, Scarlet you got, Witch, Black Widow, you got Fight Black Widow, you got Black Widows, yeah, you uh, got, wrap around the head. You yeah. got Wonder Woman. Stuff, yeah, like, Wonder you know, Woman. Like so wait. it's so what? hard. Wonder Woman. To, yeah, <laughs> I'm saying, like, she's wait, crossing like, over. But uh, yeah, it's so hard to again distinguish and make her stand out but she shrinks too so yeah come on. right and well and then she said she looked to the comics and she said back in the day that they were just over sexualized like her moves you know mm, just because she was you yeah. know uh, like there was a character created by like men basically right like, yeah exactly. there are people who go to these movies thinking that same 
Yeah, but yeah, still. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which I'm glad that like she... Like me? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm glad that she chooses to evolve this character like that because she said, obviously, she's doing her research and she's trying to stay true to the comics, but also... Again, met, you know, bring it out of a stereotype. Sure, yeah, and mush it yeah. forward. And in, forward. A, in a way, that she is one of the. I mean, obviously, Scott Lang is the main main character, but she's. Uh, this is really close to being her movie. Yeah, because it's a search for her mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, definitely. I think she. I want to say that maybe she. She. I think she has a little bit even more action time than Scott. Yeah. In this movie, she and definitely it, does, and it works. Um, remarkably well like in the comics she flies around with these wings and she uses these little blasters like on her hands um they kept that like i didn't think yeah. they were going to keep the blaster part which is really really cool she um, throws shit all, yeah yeah she throws shit out of her like little blasters and she also like you know she can shrink stuff she throws a little the shrinking and and um in you know those little enlarging discs well out. scott the majority of this movie she's the driver of the plot right really exactly. because scott is always He's juggling so many things, his home life, him needing to be his end game is his home, home life though. Yeah, like to that's be home, stuff, yeah. The business that needs to, to, to take off. Well and I think his And he end feels game, bad about the pimps. His end game is his family and I think he's trying to make the wasp his family. Ew, yeah, baby. You know? And I, I think that's oh, yeah, that, that's basically it. Like you know, he needs a, a what, a partner. Yeah. Oh, know? they talk about that's what that. They keep, they keep talking about it. She the, even says in the film, like, if I was with you in uh, Yeah, in Civil War, yeah, then you probably wouldn't have gone away. Which yeah. I definitely believe because Yeah, for uh, sure. Well apparently they were like actually dating. Like that's what it sounded like. Oh they my were, god, yeah. were they like dating dating? Well, yeah. that's because she said there were other stuffing together, and then like you know, whoa, stuffing, stuffing yeah, together. I, I knew you guys were gonna take that away from it, but like, like some cornbread in a turkey's you stuffed ass, her like a Thanksgiving turkey. Anyway, whoa. they were doing they were doing that. So like, she really does feel liar, like kind liar. of pissed and betrayed by Scott, yeah. like going off to help Captain yeah. America because he I, like you know and Hank too, right? Like he well, took his suit. Yeah, yeah and exactly. I, and I I did, I did love that part about the movie was that like because of his actions in Civil War, they were on the run. So it, it kind of added to the atmosphere yeah. is that they couldn't stay in one place for long. So they needed to have everything that was mobile. Someone told me, they're like, I didn't like the, oh, I think it was Clayton. This is for you, Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know you're listening. <laughs> anyway, um, he said he didn't like the, the fact that everyone was racing for the lab. But I think it, it, it was kind of cool because, again, they need to have everything that's portable and things like that. And, of course, they got creative. One of my favorite shots is when they're in the woods and they shrink down the lab, mm. but there's a bunch of FBI agents behind, behind it. Them, so, yeah. you know, it's a literal MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, most definitely. Um, a MacGuffin is a muffin for McDonald's, so you guys know. <laughs> and we love it. That's why we call everything a MacGuffin. Exactly. Because we like it. Everyone chases it, too. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's um, a Hitchcock thing. Look it up. Is it really? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Look it up right now. Would a, MacGuffin wouldn't be a McDonald's thing. So. Yeah. A, a muck. Yeah, a muffin. Mac, MacGuffin. You, a muck, muffin. muffin. <laughs> Do you guys think that, what was the purple guy from McDonald's? Grimace. Grimace. Do you think he ever got like the, laid? The, the Infinity Stones? Do you think Grimace got laid? Do you think Grimace got laid? <laughs> Do you think Let us know in the comments. Yeah, exactly. Who was the girl in the McDonald's thing? Yeah. The pigtail. Yeah, that was uh, oh, the ham- God, the hamburglar. The hamburglar Grimace. Ronald McDonald, and then no one and remembers the other one. Big Bird. <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyways, uh, yeah, let us know. Let us know. Tweet, tweet us. For Grimace. Tweet us all of the cast of McDonald's and find out where they are now. Boom. Because they're also superheroes. You know what? I'm going to vote for Disney to buy McDonald's. Because we got to see those guys yeah, in, a, yeah, 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 yeah. in a Marvel movie. 
Um, but yeah, so the, there were there's a lot of uh, really critical parts of this movie is, is great. But I love that it's 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 uh, it really just boils down to family, and it's it must family. be one of the hardest things to follow the tone of Infinity War with a movie this light and this fun and the stakes that are pretty low. I feel like yeah, they're, they're low, but they're also very. Um, it very does tie into what all these stakes in these bigger movies are about because like if you're fighting to save the world you're obviously you're fighting to save people you don't know because you know yeah. they're, they're we're suffering. all family we exactly, are yeah. family let's participate like, hey. hands across America you save the world or you save stuff so that your friends and family can be safe like, yeah ultimately above, for, yeah first and foremost and this movie emphasizes that like yeah. emphasizes that like big time really the reason why big time no because even Bill Foster's trying to save Ghost because of like you know he's kind of like an adopted yeah, father yeah kind of like almost. an adopted father to that to that character mm-hmm. so like it's still yeah. really it's still really well, cool and it's funny that we say it's the the father son thing because in this one it's the daughter daughter father, father and, and then mother yeah you father. get daughter mother you get yeah. Scott's daughter you and get father daughter you get hank pym and the wasp and then you get uh you know bill foster which is uh, goliath and ghost so it's, it's it's pretty awesome i like it i like all these uh what, what did you think about his prison gang and prison uh, gang ti there i mean there's a lot of comic relief in this but they are Definitely. really funny Really funny. They are. Movie. They're really. Um, I think they're a little better here than they were in the first movie. Baba which Yaga. Is pretty great. Yeah. How great was that truth serum thing? That bit uh, with the way that, wasn't it Michael Pena? What's his Michael name? Michael Pena. Michael Pena and his titular explaining of a story. Yeah. But to have it be, you know, what can make this better is give him truth serum and have him, you know, describe a ton of stuff that way. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And I think everybody was waiting for it. Yeah. Um, and so I, uh, as soon as you heard the drums, it was to the point where <laughs> they were, <laughs> you God know, every, yeah, everyone kind of uh, started to cheer. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty awesome because, you know, they made so many memes and videos about things like yeah. that too. Well, it's it's a really clever uh, montage and it reminds me of almost like drunk history style where I think it's, people are mouthing the things that... Yeah, you, you guys don't think it's really interesting that that's probably like an Edgar Wright thing that they just poured over into that is the sequel. But like, yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah, if it, if it's good. Just keep it, which is pretty cool. I think when you think about these Marvel movies and what makes them their own, and this is one of the things you throw into Ant Man as being kind of a motif. Now it's a, now it's just a, like yeah, dancing in eighties yeah. movies is like a Guardians, thing Guardians, or yeah. Thor Ragnarok thing. I was kidding. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I oh. think that's uh, one of the Ant Man things. Other movie. He's um, messing with the. It's okay. He's literally looking at it, and I was like, "I heard you." We're recording this in, in the living room, and my dog uh, likes to eat wires. Yeah, so but it's cool. It's fine. All the equipment because he poops batteries, and it's very economical oh, right, yeah. for us. Yeah, one he's time like he, that dog Axel. Oh, he he shit a car battery out once, and it was great. We got to put some of those uh, jumpers on our nips later. Ooh, cool. He's like Nibbler from Futurama. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk about the quantum realm for a little bit. For since you guys are no comic books, can, does this have any connection at all to Thanos? Or I know the quantum realm and all the things we explored means power because Michelle Pfeiffer can heal people now. Yeah. But what is there that may be important to? I mean, I know it's a lot of power, but what is it? Enough power, or more power, or less power than the Infinity Gauntlet? Or yeah. you is, know, is and that it, where we're going to send Thanos? I so, actually don't know a lot about the quantum realm in the comics. Or if it is a, a big is thing it, in the comics, I think it. I don't know. I think it is actually more based in like real science of like you know, mm. 
it, what happens if you keep getting smaller and smaller? You know, half of you the end half up of the bigger. half. Of the half. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's the inner space thing. They have a, a video called Powers of Ten or whatever where it'll show you like, oh, we live like here's a, you know, the, the skin cells and then it goes out yeah. 10, you know. To the, to the galaxy. Yeah, exactly. And then it goes in. So it shows you that basically in a cell, it it's built like a galaxy, you know? Yeah. So wow. you start to go in and... Wow. So there's this whole other universe. It's like the end of Men in Black 2. Yeah, yeah. Most, oh, wait, 3. Was that the one where the aliens in the locker room? I, I think that was the Men in Black two? 1. Was that Men in sure. Black 1? Maybe. Yeah, I think that might have been 1. Or, um, so the quantum realm is, in the comics, it's called the Microverse. Microverse. Um, it's basically the same thing. Yeah, um, that would have been a stupid name if they called it that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's basically the worlds within worlds within worlds within worlds yeah, type see? of theory. Exactly. So there's some shit going on in there. Yeah, and so yeah. like it's basically, um, yeah, the microverse is basically only accessible through shrinking, and that's basically what they what they deal with. That's the name they deal with in the comics. This one, the quantum realm, is um, pretty much maybe visually different because obviously they have to do something a little different for that. Um, I think it's awesome. I I don't know if it's too much related to Infinity War stuff as it is to Doctor Strange stuff because it's. The microverse, Multiverse, yeah, yeah. The microverse is basically a different universe. So, like the right. quantum realm is is its own little universe. Um, so, I think it it has potential going forward to kind of cross into stuff like Doctor Strange and maybe maybe Captain Marvel. I heard that there's a rumor that it's going to play a, a some sort of role in the upcoming Captain Marvel film. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but I mean, I feel like that's where it can go. Yeah. As far as like Infinity War stuff, I don't know. Maybe they do mention towards the end. And we'll talk more about that specific scene towards the end. But in that scene, they do mention a time vortex, which I got some Doctor Who vibes out of it because, you know, the time vortex is the that circular tunnel that the Doctor travels through. Yeah. Well, when he does so. shrink down, it is kind of a similar sequence even than Doctor Strange when he goes through all of those different right. experimental mm-hmm. dimensions. We see cells and what's inside of cells and then what we interpret is inside mm-hmm. of that. It's insane, and I think it just adds to another pretty complicated layer of the Marvel of Cinematic already. Universe. Yeah. And the fact that you're only doing it in this movie is really kind of unique, because you're yeah. at least so far, because like you're not really getting any uh, any explanation in any other movie. Yeah. Like, so, like, this is it. This is the right, exactly. this is where so, we like, see it. This is where you learn from it. And, and then I want to just talk about it visually. It looks kind of very, very, very trippy. Which it looks is really expensive. Cool. That's what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, it does, yeah. For real. It is an expensive place, this <laughs> quantum realm. Because things are shaking. Now, I don't know. Are There are no beezy, beezy. You can almost like see sound because it almost looks like everything there is like almost like sound frequency. Are there like, things like, in oh. there other than humans or no? There's mention. There's there's a mention again at the end where like uh, Janet's character. Yeah. Uh, Pfeiffer's character. learned her or whatever. She says like, you know, don't step near uh, a, a specific something because yeah. it will eat you. Interesting, and because it's just kind of weird. Like, she got that shirt from somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so so she yeah, and she was like she's well, kind of like a almost like a disto like a Mad Max type of like character like well, they're, wandering. They're pushing the envelope of thing. of what will fit into the ethos of Marvel because if you think about it, there's the galaxy, there's all of these dimensions. Well, yeah, and, and all you have this crazy tiny it, well, thing happening. Tiny it's, dimension, it's the yeah. same thing where it's that powers of ten. We're like, yeah, we zoom out, we got Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, but we zoom in, and this is where Ant Man and Ant here. And only when there's a threat for all of that yeah. will they need some insane thing. But can you imagine an Ant Man movie that that takes place majority of the time in a in some in someone's dick? Oh, Oops! Gee, ooh, right, exactly. Ooh, something small. Yeah, see, exactly. They can they can pull some Osmosis Jones like shit. Ooh, yeah, like, where, like hey, go in there and like you know the Fantastic this, Voyage. Did Ron yeah. Howard yeah. make yeah. Osmosis Jones? 
Yeah, you did. Oh, yeah, we, we, we did talk about that, right? We did. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved Osmosis Jones, guys. Boom. I loved Anatomy Park, Rick and Morty. I watched both of those things, but I watched one of them in school for health class, and I was like, this is awesome. This is what all... I should. We should learn all science Windrix. through movies. Yeah. Windrix. And we watched Flubber in science class, too. Yeah. Man, that was... Mom-bo. There's no science in that, is there? No. Oh. Oh, boy. Too soon. Who, do your Robin <laughs> Williams impression. Uh, the hot dog? Nice. Remember, boom. You couldn't see it, but it was good. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yep. Check it out. Uh, well, uh, guys, we're going to take another break. When we return, we'll talk a little bit more about no and- trivia game. Oh, ooh. Sorry. We're going to wait until the Blu-ray. We'll have a trivia game later. But uh, we'll take a little break, and when we return, we'll finish up our thoughts on this this beautiful movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I mean, it's half wait. of all life in the universe. Is it all life? Wait, it's all life? Yeah, yeah all plants. life. Plants. Some of the plants. So we went from like 10 pandas to five? Yeah, exactly. That's bullshit. That's kind of crazy, right? Like, so Thanos That's is just bougie. like. You know. There was two elephants, now there's one. We haven't done our Jurassic World 2 episode yet, but I just want to say one thing. They can. Two, I'll say two things. They can clone anything, and they keep cloning dinosaurs. They could clone. Anything. Dragons. Are we going to do a Jurassic World episode? Oh, Man, yeah. That movie oh, for is sure. like, holy hell. And also, they that have, a, is bonkers they have a gun that they can point at a person to tell a dinosaur to kill. To kill it, yeah. But when you have a gun pointed at someone, just shoot him with a gun. Shoot him with a gun <laughs> you already have pointed at them. Right? Why do you need to, like... <laughs> Why do you need to maybe mess up? <laughs> no, they can trace this bullet back to us. They can't it's trace just, the dinosaur back just to us. fucking insane everyone has dinosaurs they will not be able to trace that raptor back to us <laughs> they can trace a bullet just, fuck that though i know is that the point is to be like it just fucking raptor attack <laughs> <laughs> anyways welcome back to ant-man and the wasp slash jurassic world 2 <laughs> good dinosaur pointing oh boy uh, Booy. let's uh, keep talking about ant-man uh what's an ant and what's a man Oh, I don't think I don't think you take. want. You do not want to come to this podcast. For I thought that this definition. I thought Ant Man was spelled A U N T slash M A N, and I thought it was a Mrs. Doubtfire type situation. <laughs> and then your your you were um you know your ideas basically was almost confirmed when you heard that Paul Rudd was in this movie. Yeah, like, oh, oh yeah, he does sound like an ant. Hey guys, Paul Rudd keeping it tight, keeping it right. Am I right? Keeping it fit. What keeping are you talking it about? Lit. Oh, I know what you, what you seen talking the about beginning? his hot bod. Yeah. keeping it ripe. Mm. It's so weird. I think they have an ob- obligatory like shirtless but TBH, male Marvel shirt. But they showed shot, him from the side, weird. though. Yeah. They showed him from the side and not straight up. How sweet is his bod? He's like 50. No, I saw him in This Is 40. He's 40. Because uh, This Is 40. Mm, yeah, oh, I think I saw a movie. Apatow was lying. <laughs> this Is 50. Yeah. yeah, I saw a trailer for that Mila Kunis. Uh, what's that, girl, that, that, that trailer that came out? She's like, we're in our 30s. And I was like, you're not in your 30s. <laughs> Oh, uh, you fucking liar. You were a teenager during the 70s. Yeah. I think you're like six, uh, I think you're 70 That's years you're old. hanging out down the street. Uh, the same old thing. Um, but yeah, what else do you guys want to talk about? So, um, um, go ahead. Kind John. of the, so, uh, like, <laughs> um, the giant man um, appearance in this movie is yeah. pretty wild, actually. What about the little man one where yeah, he I guess in that the, one in the too. Yeah, also. the regulator. That gave me flashbacks of Deadpool too. a little, when he's the a baby. baby. Legs? Yeah. No, I think it's pretty cool. Like the, the way you said earlier, like it kind of makes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. The, the the it makes sense earlier when you said like you know, yeah. basically that like um, 
What did you say? What it says? It's basically it's a like little the little man one where he said he said the baby legs. Well, the baby leg stuff, but it's also like what Delphin said earlier about being like you know having size difference anyway. Like you know, it's comedic. Like you know, you see like a a giant salt shaker um, get like you know it's it's over like, you know it's it's strong it's becomes huge and then it, like it knocks out a person. You're just like kind of like yeah okay cool and then at one point there's a Pez dispenser that's like blown up to like a giant. To like a giant like weapon. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a. Not an ant. That's Spider Man, man, bro. Emmanuel encountered a spider right now. He just want to go kill it. Uh, now it's cool. We were talking about bugs. Yeah, boom. We're talking about ants. This whole movie is about a bug man. Huge spider. How big was the spider? It was like at least the size of a dollar. It was at least the size of a dollar. Of what? Of a dollar bill. No. It's like this big. It's a dollar. Yeah, that's a silver oh. dollar. A dollar is like <laughs> dollar six bill. inches long. You're thinking like spiders aren't square. <laughs> it was a fucking like, tarantula. Yeah. <laughs> um, Spider-Man. Wide spider. Boom. Ants. But yeah, it's it it it. it uh, I think you're right, John, on the that whole subject matter. I guess in general. What are you talking about? Like just like being like it just looks funny when when things get big and small. yeah. Well, and that's where I think they haven't um, like this dick. Nice, nice. Um, I think that's something <laughs> that they they haven't explored a, a lot all the way. They did with the little building stuff and the Hot Wheels thing and the Pez a little bit, but I think it can go so much. Further, oh yeah, so they, much further. Well, that's they what can, they did. That 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 whole. I think I think that's where you brought it back like, around. When to. he was a giant, like Giant Man, I would have just made a burrito huge and just like eat this, and then now he's got energy. <laughs> oh yeah, or like you know, eat this. Like all of starving everyone. Yeah. Boom! Fixed hunger. Like I'm ready oh, yeah, to see like true, yeah. I'm ready to see like full on like kaiju fight yeah. or him work with Wakanda to be like, hey, yeah, they, we, here's this drop of water. Boom! They can take over the world for every one person. There's probably a million ants, and they just have to make them all big and boom. It, but it, we, welcome it, to War of the Planet of <clears throat> the Ants. Boom ants. I guess it shows like the the weirdness of why I mean how ice, isolated like Pym is to the rest of the world though, because like it does show. I mean, you've already hinted. At one point, that Pim fired some dudes or some girls, yeah. like you know, like father. But he said that he was a traitor. Well, he yeah, that's the weird thing tech. because yeah, they don't. You're they not don't, sure whose side exactly because mm-hmm. he says that kind of like you know in an, in a rage, yeah, and like and he says that in a rage, and then he kind of like which is kind of weird. He's like Bill Foster's filling that girl's head with lies, even though you literally saw a scene before that full of exposition that you like, know he's not, he's not doing that at all, which I, is like really funny. Cause like, and then I think that's a hint to the actual, maybe an homage to the actual character that Hank Pym is, which is like, you know, he's kind of got a lot of secrets, like a lot of skeletons. In you his know, closet. what's weird though, is he's not, is he apologetic at all at he's this movie? Really not. No, he's like, no, I'm he's sorry. Like I fucked all these scientists up. Oh, well, let me get my girl. Or even yeah. then, he's like, you he's never like, apologize. He's like, no, he fi- he just fires the best people. He's like, yeah, I fire mediocritists or something yeah. like that. Like, he's, he's like, just- sorry your name wasn't on the side of the building. Mine was. Get Ooh. the book out. Yeah, he's basically it's, that person. Which is weird because I, I think that was maybe a way for him to have some kind of redemption. But you're right. A lot of the times I was wondering whose side was I supposed to be on. I gave you too much whiskey. This is a huge glass of whiskey he just poured me, guys. Well, like John. giant glass of whiskey. Uh like my hero, William Jefferson Cosby once said. Oh my God! Fill, fill it, fill it up. <laughs> You're cutting that, right? <laughs> nope, leaving okay. it in. 
<laughs> anyway, yeah. go on. Um, but yeah, I, I think that we don't see a lot of him being the way he, I guess, he is in the comic books. It's a dark turn to make, and this movie is very light. But at some point, he should deal with it as a character. I oh, think definitely. that would be the next time they CGI him younger, it should be him like the way he was in the lab. Maybe he was well, actually awful. That's why he needs the beauty to tame the beast. Mm. It's just like Black Widow and the Hulk. Boom. Sun's getting real low. <laughs> so yeah, so I guess Janet's his beauty then, I guess. Like yeah. just kind of like calms him down. Oh no, Michael Douglas is the beauty. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, my bad. Well, I'm excited to see that dynamic because you're right. They were the power couple of that time. We got a little hint of that in this movie of them working together. And it seems like she's a little smarter than him, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Which is really cool. And that scene where she takes over Scott, hilarious. Oh, yeah. That was too funny. Super funny. It was a little weird, but (laughs) super cute. I love the fact that, like, Pim, like Pim, uh, Douglas's character, Pim, is actually loving this. Like, he's kind of like, he's going with it. And it cuts back to Evangeline Lilly, like as um, as Hope, and she's like she's kind of touched by 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 what's going on at times, but for the majority, she's kind of staring at him like kind of weird, like this is a weird moment between all three of us. And Pim is like just completely infatuated by what's going on, like he's like smiling, and he keeps his hand held like with with Scott. <laughs> it just looks really funny. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how he he did that. Be, I I mean, I'm sure he's a funny actor, Paul. They probably had like delivery. I, uh, no doubt that they probably had like you know Michelle Pfeiffer say the lines or maybe just record them, and then he probably like tried his best to and like acted the way he yeah. she acted. Yeah, exactly. they are really really funny, and I think that's what's good about Paul Rudd is he has great comedic timing. Yeah, definitely. Um, there are times that need to be awkward that he makes awkward. And then there's times for him to be super sincere, and he is like when he asked for the juice box in the car or the van. Oh yeah, and that's what was funny, not because he was goofing off, but he was genuinely. But uh, I think I I think that the, just the best dynamic in the movie is him and his daughter. It's just so yeah. good. Him and his daughter, and him and and Hope. Yeah. Like I think him and Hope God, are really. Paul Rudd would be a great dad, huh? Paul Rudd, yeah, would be a great dad. I want yeah. him to be my dad. And that that magic stuff where he's like, I went, <laughs> I oh, went to the lake. Forgot about this, the magic. Oh, this magic, and then everyone's like, How you do that? <laughs> And then the FBI agent who's like, magic. What's the guy's name? Bobby Knavel? Bobby Knavel or something? Yeah, he was funny. Get inside this. He's hilarious. He had a huge role in the first one, obviously. Like, he was, like, basically almost one of the antagonists. The rivals, yeah. Um, And this one, he's just uh, almost, like, basically a glorified cameo. Yeah, and literally all hugs. He has kind of a weird uh, joke that he always says is when the ex-wife would be like, well, you can't do this. And he kept saying, he can't, they can. I don't know. That was weird to me. I was like, ice. I I mean, he's a policeman, but yeah, I was like, oh, that's kind of weird weird because that first time it happens they cut away you think there's going to be more to the scene and they kind of cut away yeah. as soon as they're like he says it two more times yeah and i was like is this supposed to be a comment is this hey is this political yeah because nice. then i'm not i don't like it <laughs> leave politics out of movies about ants that's all i ask for when i watch ants with when woody allen is in it political when i watch a bug's life and there are carnies in it and there's they're trying to get us to like carnies? Yeah, oh, fat-shaming Heimlich. There's, the, both those movies are political now that you political. think about it. Political. Well, the movie Them from the 30s about the gigantic... <laughs> hey, they're watching that at the end of this movie. That was super political. I mean, yeah. that's all about uh, yeah, yeah, radiation yeah. and radiation, stuff. Yeah. But yeah, too political. That's all I want Hollywood. <laughs> Leave ants alone. Leave ants out of it, okay? <laughs> uh, there are no red ants or blue ants, although there are. Yeah, I, mean, I think they're, they're all red. I think they're all red in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, what else? What Some else? Some of them are black. Uh, <laughs> 
So the ants in this movie, how about the ants themselves? They make some great really characters. Cool they didn't have one. I guess the one in the house that was copying him was the playing the, the drums. One. But I'm glad they didn't name them because the scene with the seagulls. They did. Oh, name he them. was naming them. Yeah, yeah. When what they were dying, Antoinette, that made me so sad. Antoinette, uh, Antonio Banderas. Oh, uh, and they kept Anton. dying. Uh, Anton. There was another one where he, uh, man, the, he he tells Wasp. He's like, "Did you like that name?" Mark Antony. Ant. Gr Ant. Yeah. That's it. That was a little lame, actually. That, that was a good that one. one. Was lame. Ants. Damn. Well, even I, even giant giant man is literally giant. giant man. Well, they made a big deal in the first one to talk about the different ants, but in this one they're just like what are ants? Oh, we have a ton of fucking ants. <laughs> yeah, they established them already with those. those they're all yeah. worker worker bee ants, and, and it's just weird because they they have this whole army of gigantic ants. Yeah, and they use they're, them they're to big, Im- big, they use yeah. them to imprison people sometimes, but they never use them to kill ghosts because they could have fucking snapped her head in half. Yeah. At any point, but and what did you think about that scene where Ghost or Lawrence Fishburne's character made the daughter off limits for Ghost? Oh yeah, he's like, don't Remember touch that? her. And I, I was think like, damn, that was a pretty that's pretty heavy crazy scene. and pretty strong. And like, I feel like that's what kind of speaks to the family nature well, of this movie and because it, like, yeah, it literally you can almost make this an actual family friendly film. Like, but yeah, you probably it shows watch you your, it shows you where they draw the line. Where, that's why like, I believe Fishburne's character more than Pim's. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And it seems like he he probably He's nicer. Is, yeah, the, probably the nicer of. Well, the two. and yeah. everybody's after like besides I guess Sonny or whatever. Everyone's after their own interests, which is yeah. you know good essentially. Do you think? Uh, well, let's talk about the Stan Lee cameo. Then we can talk about where this thing goes. What do you think about that Stan Lee cameo? Pretty sad considering Hilarious. the actual state of Stan Lee's life. Jesus Christ. Right, we got real dark. I mean, anyways, we'll He's talk. Like, about I don't remember no, the I mean, 60s. I think so. I think that that was um, it was a really cool cameo. I think the delivery of the line landed the first time for me. Stanley's line. Stanley's the, line. The second time, I thought it was awkward. He's like, second time, I just didn't believe his well, performance. No, he, the way the way it's just said is like, oh man, I had fun in the 60s, but now, now I'm, I'm paying, paying for, for it. it. And I was just like, that's kind of okay. Yeah. But you know, that's one of 20 that he did that baby day. boomers, right? And then it just kind of makes you wonder why they chose that one instead of the other like 19 but it was it was a really cool cameo it makes it seem like you know john hayden has been on cameo. drugs <laughs> it makes it seem like he's been on drugs i guess that's what <laughs> Which I, I don't know if he's on drugs yeah so like, i don't know i don't want to say anything like that. ibuprofen that's a drug technically tylenol everyone he on said drugs. he had fun in the 60s just creating yeah, a bunch of comic characters yeah, and just he was like, alive yeah. he just got back from the fucking war yeah, exactly by yeah. the way um while, while this when this airs um we lost someone kind of dear to the marvel universe i just kind of wanted to say it now okay or yeah, should we say it during the Oh, that art, the artist. Yeah, uh, Steve Ditko. Steve, Steve Ditko um, passed Didco. away. Um, How old of, was he? He must have been really old. 90. At the age of 90, yeah. He was very um, old. But he's he's more he's famous for creating, for literally drawing Spider-Man and um, Doctor Strange. Which is yeah, he's he's the mm-hmm. OG writer. Uh, artist. Dra- artist, yeah. So like... Um, OG, that triple OG. R.I.P. triple OG. How many... So Marvel original. How many... People were there. There were not not that not, not so that the, many people there. Jack ones, Kirby, Stanley. That's it. Jack Kirby, okay. Stanley, and, and Ditko. Really, I mean, yep. those are the kind yep, of the yep, big yep, three yep, ones. Yep. That the and John Romita G- Senior. Senior. So like John Romita Senior. I um, hate John Romita Junior. Ditko. I do. I for real. <laughs> really? Okay. Ditko Kirby. Art. So like, but Ditko. I mean, if anyone loves Spider Man or Doctor Strange, like he created that look. Like yeah. he's the one who drew that. So yeah. like, you know, that's really awesome. Benedict and Cumberbatch. 
Super, he drew him. Super, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's super sad that he passed. But, yeah, yeah, he lived a long life. Yes, lived a long, long life. And rest in peace. I think he did something that a lot of people want, is make a legacy that withstands... The test of time. The test of time. Right. He didn't get paid too much for it, but like no okay. one will ever forget his characters. Well, you there see you inflation. And that's okay. what this podcast is. It's our legacy. Oh, it's like, I mean, yeah, we wouldn't be doing this podcast without him, so. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Queen. Wig. What else do you guys know from uh, RuPaul's uh, Drag Race? The library is open. Do you guys know that? No. That means we could throw shade because... Wait, shades don't have nothing to do yeah. Ooh, shades character in Luke Cage Boom. season two. Man, All right, well, let's, it. let's talk about where this goes from now. So, Ant Man. Well, let's talk about the ending, I guess. Oh my god, that, that big hell. battle! All that battle. Oh yeah, you're right. Never mind. Fuck, we just back, and then the giant man stuff happens. I think that's pretty self-explanatory, though. Like, it's a good. It's a good battle. Well, here's the other thing. I mean, before we go into the end and the, the mid credit, but uh, it is there a possibility that uh, Ghost and Fishburne. Return? Return? Maybe. Does she, does she still have powers? So. Or she just a human? Uh, I think it's, it's minimal powers. Now. I think she, she still has powers. I mean, they were kind of, the end credit scene kind of, um, it's doing that to help her. Like, they go into the quantum realm. Wait, get to oh. the we'll, get there. we'll get there. But, like, you he, know, she, particles. She needs the meds. Yeah. So, like, you know, they're, they're working on something for her. And I think that, uh, to bring it back to what we said earlier, like, I think it's really cool that Ghost, I think it's cool that Ghost kind of, like, you know, becomes this like non-villain at the very end it's yeah. a little sudden and a little kind of like it's weird she maybe just a thr- little weird she gets thrown to like the side and everyone has a happy reunion and they literally look over and they're like oh shit yeah and i guess <laughs> that's ghost. that's why though because you've had that happy ending like for everybody else and this chick is just like suffering really really yeah. bad it makes me really sad yeah and so like but to have like janet kind of heal her with her weird godlike powers that's yeah, true too like she's end. yeah probably one of the most powerful yeah avengers now yeah she has legit healing powers yeah. or uh, ripping like you don't know what else kids she can do with that i mean she can probably uh, rip them apart too. didn't last long am i right oh yeah i guess so yeah. um also i thought it was kind of cool that michael douglas got to put on a suit in this one yeah he did. You almost if you, look if like you guys classic. noticed, yeah, um, the way the helmet. Oh, sorry, Ed, yeah, he he, he kind of dons a classic look because most of his original helmet kind of was showed. You know, it you saw a lot of his face, so it was pretty interesting to see um, him and um, Michelle Pfeiffer suit up too. So you saw basically two generations of the Wasp and you know Ant Man. Even the colors, they're gray and red, which is kind of like one oh, of the yeah. original like Ant Man colors. Yeah, it's 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 pretty awesome. All they really needed was like, and I'm sure I I thought they were going to do this, which would have been dumb but cool at the same time, but a little bit more dumb. I thought they were going to have antlers out of his helmet because I was like, that's literally what the original Ant Man helmet looks like. Yeah, because it's just like a little outline over his face, and then antlers i'm actually surprised as to, or um, antenna my bad i'm actually surprised as to how many people they were able to get involved in the final act they got pretty much everybody like everybody needs to do something i guess that's why that's why they, they use him. walter goggins character a little bit too they much. needed him yeah because i was like i was kind of wondering what he was doing there for so long because like they didn't ever reveal his source or whatever like yeah. you know, the, the people that he was working for Maybe that's Ooh, like a Hydra. Maybe mm. that's yeah. Maybe that's like a seed for uh, for a future movie. Yeah, he doesn't die. But they give um, him the truth serum and yeah, that that the truth serum part was hilarious. Also, but um, again. but yeah, serum. I guess so. Like they they had to have that part so they have you know so they can have Michael Pena and Ti and David Dalmas involved. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <What's good>. that? <laughs> you like that beloved commercial. <laughs> no one remembers it. Fun fact though about the car chase in this movie. 
me and Drew, actually, we were talking about it. There is an actual, from Edgar Wright's original Ant-Man script, we don't know if this is true or not, but like, I think it's interesting that Edgar Wright's original script had a car chase scene, and that was not in the original Ant-Man movie. Boom. Mm. It ended up becoming Baby Driver. Baby Driver. <laughs> or they pulled it like, and just B-A-B-Y, B-A-B-Y baby. That's pretty crazy. B-A-B-B-Y. <laughs> 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 <Bubba Bui. laughs> oh man, I, I wish that Howard Stern listened to this show. Um, what? Uh, so let's now that we've seen the beautiful ending, things are they're they're now in love. Yeah, everyone. <laughs> Why did you say it? love? They laughed right after that. Like <laughs> love. Everybody loves each other. That's funny. Everyone's kissing and. No one, no one died. No one died. No, no one, one died. literally. Yeah. No one died, which is great. But I think that that's one why FBI agent died. That ghost probably killed. Like he, she oh, stopped yeah, he his died. heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Man, poor bastard. Maybe he might have survived. Yeah, he died. No, he no, died. He, no, he, yeah. he might have got his chest amputated. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Michelle Pfeiffer just needs to touch him, and then he'll be back to life. Yeah, but but that that gave you a hint though, because I told John, I said, hey, notice that nothing bad happened. Everyone came out of it okay. So that's a hint mm-hmm. as to what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. In the after credits, and John texted me. That's what made it even worse. What happened? I did. I, I I texted you. So this let's morning. talk about. Let's just talk okay, about whatever. Let's yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everyone gets fucking dusted. Yeah, just he goes in. He goes into the. Oh and then, snap! And then boom! Yeah, all snap. No pun intended. That's uh, Andrew's pacemaker. <laughs> Needs its batteries, the batteries change. The batteries. Why do you have double A batteries? How are we gonna get in there? Yeah, you just get the. Hold on. Let me just. It goes into the butt. Okay, the cool. Let me just get no. These. I was doing the snap. <laughs> oh, I didn't know what you were doing. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, everyone gets snapped. Um, so uh, uh, it, wait, is he protected because he's in the, in the quantum room in Whoa. a different universe? Literally. Boom. So Ant Man is in the quantum realm. Literally, everyone else is outside, just waiting on top of a parking garage. Yeah. For him to come out, uh, and he no one lets him out, and he's like, "Come on, guys!" But it's because everyone yeah. got dusted. Dust. Yeah, so everyone's fucking smoked. They're out like, there. Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Ooh, they all said that Boom. in unison at the same time. Which he is, wasn't even there. Mr. Stark wasn't even around. This is a really dark ending only because nothing bad really happens to everybody at the end of the movie. Yeah, it was just boom. And then everything bad. Yeah, Lord, exactly. Fishburne, gone. But you knew Ghost, it was going to happen, right? Like, right, yeah. I mean, that's the funny thing is like, I was telling Drew, was like, I saw this coming from a mile away. It had to lead up to it. No, it had to because I was, I was thinking someone's going to disappear. I was like, if this is not happening during the time of Infinity War, then they need to show someone like disappearing. Yeah. Or something like that because... or. That's that's the only thing that could have happened. In yeah. other words, I, I other thought, than like Captain Marvel showing up or something. I thought like. minimally what they were going to see was like a screenshot of the aliens coming, coming down. And, yeah, and I was like, okay, that would have been just the minimal thing that they would do. Maximum thing, fucking dust them, kill kill them all, but kill them all. Let God sort them out. <laughs> really dark because like you know. Ant-Man has no way of literally getting out. I mean, not a lot of people know that the quantum realm really exists. Yeah. All the people who do just died. What if Thanos found out and it's like, reality gem, boom, take me to the quantum realm, snap. Boom, snap that. Yeah. Snap you just love there. half your body. Well, you assume that someone's going to try to figure out who's on the roof or this something, This is when right? they, they mentions the time vortex, too, which is like... Boom. He can oh. fall in and do like a time yeah, travel thing. Rumor like, has it that they yeah. go rumor back Rumor has it. Rumor. It's Adele. Um... It's Adele. Ain't no HP Pavilion shit. Um, but um, basically, there's a rumor that in the next Avengers, they go back in time. And you're thinking, like, how do they do that? They don't it's have the time. It's not a rumor. It's pretty. 
it's yeah, a, it's but if a it's rumor. not a time what stone, is, is it a is it a quantum realm thing? Yeah, because Thanos has the time stone. So how can Doctor Strange send them back in time? So maybe it's Ant Man that gets spit out at the wrong time, mm. and then he's able to kind of. That's usher true. In. Maybe he can figure out. Like you know what? I'm here. Get used to it. Yeah, exactly. And Boom. He can find a way to get also, out. Also, there. there's a there's a report of a teenage Cassie Lang being cast in Avengers Four. What Boom. report is this? Are you spreading fake news? No. Hashtag fake news. There's an actual Russia. Cassie Lang. Lock like, him up. Actress. Lock him up. Different actress than the um than who's playing Cassie now has been cast in the new one. Damn it! So it's like a couple what? of years later. I know. Yeah. I like Cassie in both movies. It's, well, a, it's a teenage Cassie Lang that's that's coming out in Avengers Four. So Ant Man's daughter, but it's, older. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of weird. You know, it's not a time travel does happen because guys, they're filming scenes with the with costumes from the old one. Oh no, that's a misdirection. With their faces shaved, looking like the old one. This is not. Don't be surprised. Loki's there. Loki. They film scenes yeah, with Loki's Loki. There. Yeah, they film. Loki. Come on. Loki scenes. Loki. Loki scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Uh, How did that get I'll you? Feel it. <laughs> but yeah, this gets right up to that. It, this gets you right into Infinity War. Excited. Yeah. Avengers four. Really. You should have heard the reaction when we saw it. At, at the, oh at the yeah. Theater. Everyone immediately was like, "Oh." Every, well, because it's it's somewhat surprising. Was it though? <laughs> it is because I it feel isn't, it isn't. I but called it, it, it still as is. soon as we got out of Infinity War. I said, "Hey, you know how that's gonna end? Like this?" Well, it's it's totally surprising. I guess totally different than the rest of the movie. Happy, everything's great. Boom! It didn't matter. Everyone's gonna fucking die anyways. Um, but let's talk about the second after credit scene. Even oh, more yeah. depressing for a yeah, second. It's almost yeah. as if a zombie outbreak happened, and like you hear all like the, the tone, like the emergency, boom. the emergency broadcast system. Which is kind of sad because, like, it's almost like the rapture. Like, has anyone seen? Yeah, like the the leftovers or like you know the left behind. You mean the real the real life rapture that's going to happen soon? Whenever Ma- God oh. snaps his fingers. No, Ma- like- Macho Man saved us from the first one. Remember what? He passed away that day. He gave his life to. Uh, oh God! Save us from the rapture. Oh my God! Rest in peace, Macho Man. Randy, Randy Savage? Savage. Yeah, Randy Savage. Oh God! The one and only. Yep. <sighs> Boom. So yeah, you missed the rapture. Not <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you already of- missed it. <laughs> but yeah, this ant is playing the drum, the drums, and he's uh, like, "No, not bad, actually." And that yeah. was in the fucking trailer, the first after credit scene it, in the trailer. It should have been the ant playing the drums, and then you see him start to disappear. Also, he should have played us all. So it brings us to the final question of this podcast: Did all the ants disappear? Uh, probably half of them, but half yeah, of them half is of just them. not a, all of them. A billion ants, a billion million ants. So yeah. a billion ants went down to five hundred million ants. <laughs> not. not that bad unless there's an maybe an ant can get him out of there what if an ant pushes a button on a computer no, I, I thought that, that Hawkeye could have came back down and like oh click this button bring him back how does it Hawkeye know no but he's not you know how he's, he's gonna get out of it through the time vortex he's gonna bump into one get sucked in and then get shot back out okay so now let's let's go into like actual mm, speculating maybe he'll stuff. go so far in since you're doing it anyway out. so far deep that he just <laughs> pops out what if that happens? What I was what? thinking, no, he could just go so far in that he's like, oh, I'm out here. I now, think, oh, I'm Thanos. Like, what if we really have no idea what Avengers four? I mean, we don't really. We what do Avengers know. four is going to be about, and it's going to be like almost like a weird, like alternate reality, like Days of Future Past. Oh, it's story. what if it's like the last episode of Lost, and it just starts off in a different the, reality. It's already. just going to reboot it so that way they can cast a different Captain America and a like, different Iron what Man. What if they ignore the other Avengers? If Ant Man comes out all that super deranged, huh? Like if Ant Man comes out super deranged from the quantum realm, because apparently, like Hank Pym was going crazy before. 
before uh, Janet got to him and healed his mind. Yeah, that's hey, true. Like, what if he just comes about like a super totally different person? You know like, what's super just, interesting? Kind of crazy is that the age of the age of Ultron storyline in the comic has a lot to do with time travel and a lot to do with Hank Pym. So they're wow. not that, they're not that far so, like, off yeah. from that that yeah. like subject matter. He's not the one that goes back in time. Wolverine goes back in time to try to kill him to stop him from making Ultron. Oh my gosh! Do you think if the Fox deal comes through in time that they go back in time and they're like Days of Future Past? Boop! We've seen it before. We'll do it again. Yeah. No, but do you think if the Fox deal clears Hashtag in time, proud. they will throw a little bit of throw a little bit of that in there? A little pepper, pepper that pepper that a little in. pepper a little. Uh, Peter, Piper, Pika, Pepper. <laughs> Who owns Fantastic Four? Fox. Ooh, baby. I don't think they can do a Fantastic Four in this modern time, but I, I really hope they prove me wrong. I think they should get Chris Evans to play both the Human Torch and Captain America. They need to make a sequel to the one that Josh Trank made. <laughs> oh, shit. Let's, Ooh. let's watch that shit, huh? We, we don't talk about that one. It's Fantastic, Fantastic Four 2. Fantastic, Fantastic Four Skin. That's what they call that one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, exciting stuff. It goes right up there, baby. I, yeah. Well, let's go to let's go around and give our final thoughts. Final thoughts, Andrew. Tell me to go first. Yeah, <laughs> Manuel, go first. Well, guys, Ant Man and the All Wasp. Right, I'm gonna go first now. I um, saw. So uh, what I, I saw. Like, a time, I, I, the same time. Uh, let's do it at the same time. One, two, Here we three, go. go. What, 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 what I, I thought, thought about Ant Man and the Wasp. Was, was, I can't do this. <laughs> okay, you go first. Okay, so um, after seeing it two times again, I did enjoy it. Uh, I do love that it's about family. Because it makes it a lot more uh, relatable. Not only relatable, but also uh, grounded. And I like how personal it is. Um, the world wasn't at stake. It's just us trying to get back mom. Or us trying to stay clean until I can, you know, visit my family on the outside world again. Or, you know, um, me just trying to live, you know. <laughs> so it, it's 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 pretty cool on... Uh, and refreshing, um, a lot, real upbeat, and uh, it's a good movie to make you feel good uh, after Infinity War, even though the ending is kind of a bummer, but the ending is really more of like a lead-in, and um, I hope he plays a, a really, really prominent role um, in the next Avengers movie, since he they haven't given him his due um, with the team yet. He is a, a founding member, along with, oh, obviously the Wasp isn't going to be around, unfortunately, but that would have been cool to see the Wasp take on Thanos with him, um, maybe we still might get that. I did hear that there was a scene that they filmed with everybody, even uh, Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, I think it was uh, Anthony Mackie or Sebastian Stan that had said that he looked in the room and ended up seeing that, you know, everybody was there. I, I hope that wasn't him just being on, you know, alcohol and the we mistook the the photo shoot for that. But um yeah, it's uh leaves me really excited to see both uh the continuation in Infinity War and in hopefully Ant-Man 3. Um the box office numbers from uh Thursday night showings beat both Doctor Strange and the original Ant-Man, which I meant surprise a Marvel movie's going to do good at a box office is not a, a real big surprise, but it's um it's pretty awesome on how fresh they can still be, you know, 20 plus movies in. Boom. Which one of you is next? <laughs> it's me. Rock, paper, scissors? Okay. Anyway, um... John I Mark. win. I Ow. win. Ow. <laughs> I'm just playing. Um, Ammon and the Wasp is a freaking fun movie, which is pretty... Uh, it's probably the most upbeat Marvel movie out of, like, every Marvel... You know, everything that we've gotten so far. Um, really great cast. Everyone's, like, on on top of their game you can totally tell everyone's having a 
hell of a time. Like, you know, from you from, you know, I don't know about Michael Douglas. I mean, he seems like a kind of serious actor, but like ev- Evangeline Lilly's having a great time. You know, Paul Rudd, he's obviously having a great time. Michael Pena. Uh, Michael Pena is like, you know, having a ball. Everybody who's involved, it's just like, a, it's so great to be around. Like, it's just, it's, their, their fun is infectious. So you can not, not have fun at this movie. Um, other than, you know, Sophia and stuff. But like, uh, it is a great, like, you know, it's a great romp. It's, a, it's, a, it's awesome. It's a really great follow up to the first uh, Ant Man movie, which is like, Kind of weird, considering that that first Ant-Man movie is a Frankenstein of two, two different directors. Um, this one is totally different. I love the the weird, um, the weird approach to it. Like whether it be like you know the subject matter of like this quantum realm and stuff like that. Yeah. Or like even or even just the genre, you know, approach to it too. The film genre approach was just kind of like I felt like it was going towards the re- romantic comedy route. I think it was that definitely. Yeah, because it's it's you know you, you still haven't seen that in, in a Marvel movie yet. Well, yeah, and I and said a, that this was so far, you know since was, then it's pretty much one of the purest comedies because like yeah, yeah Guardians exactly, is yeah. funny and it's one of the funniest Marvel movies, but it wasn't a comedy. It's, but this it's movie has like more serious. Yeah, this movie has like giant ants like walking around like and like doing worker stuff. It like, has slapstick. It has when he becomes Michelle Pfeiffer's character. That's yeah, it's, like it's some slapstick. Classic. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's like it's very it's old. OG. Triple OG, old, um, Triple OG from the it's hood. It's like screwball, almost like a deuce like, dime, oh, right? Isn't it like almost like screwballish <laughs> yeah. comedy stuff? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's. I mean, you could imagine it being in a Mel Brooks comedy film. Yeah, exactly, and it, it's just it's great because like you know Peyton Reed has like you know kind of established the universe now, and now people technically, I mean, if they do like this, they're going to want a third one which is yeah. pretty awesome and i love the lead-in into avengers 4 you know it's kind of it's a little bit of a bleak ending there for for scott in his own standalone movie because like you know he's kind of stuck there for did a you while. guys, did you guys got see everybody, ba- everybody back did no, you see the ant man and the wasp will return yeah question and, mark question, question mark, mark yeah which <laughs> is really funny because like i guess they gave it away by saying ant man will and the wasp will return that's why everyone was like oh and then they put the question mark and i was yeah. like oh, oh. Everyone's like, oh, and then everyone's like, oh. Yeah, it should have said Ant-Man and the Wasp and Spider-Man who will return, question mark. Whoa. And Black Panther and and Okoye and (laughs) M'Baku. But it was, um, it's a great, it's a fun movie. Like, um, it's, it kind of gets you over the, um, the Infinity War hump there. And then it kind of prepares you for the next phase, which is going to be totally new um, since you're doing Captain Marvel and you're introducing Carol Danvers in the 90s and stuff, which is going to be pretty freaking crazy. Um, so yeah, and it also, that one's going to be a little bit, obviously more straightforward superhero movie than I feel like this one is. Cause you know, that one, um, I don't, obviously they're all going to have humor, but obviously that, you know, that's not going to be like a comedic movie, like the way this one is. So it's, it was refreshing to see this and I never thought I would actually be an Ant-Man kind of fan. Um, well you hate ants and you hate men. So it's just like, yeah, no, but, um, I didn't think, <laughs> I didn't think I would actually be an Ant-Man fan, like, looking forward to more Ant-Man shit, basically. And that's, this is pretty awesome. Yeah. Like, to be that way. So. This fucking shit. It definitely. That's exactly what I'm... It's the whiskey. No. It's the gigantic... It's the the um the big gulp of the, whiskey the that, you, that you poured me. The giant man-sized whiskey. That you why poured you, me, yeah. Why don't you take another sip, big boy? Yeah. Um, I love... That was weird. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love... No. Sips. I love this movie so much. Ant-Man is one of the more unique characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe who has a very personal tale and this movie was so tonally different than the rest of the Marvel movies 
and definitely different than the Infinity War film that we just watched. Um, and it's a breath of fresh air that I think is required for this moment of time. Betwixt the twain of two... <laughs> <laughs> between the two Infinity War movies because it will it reminds you just how personal this is for a lot of the uh, characters um because we we see people who are trying to save the world just because it's the right thing to do and we see people who are saving the world because it's something that affects them personally and this is this yeah, you get the because something this we don't know is whether Scott Scott's daughter is gone, or whether his family is gone. Like, right, yeah. Exactly. Other, than, other than the characters we saw dusted, um, there's some crazy <laughs> stuff still happening, too. But this movie's funny. Peyton Reed has his own, uh, has, his, has full control of this movie and the decisions that he's made. Um, I think the female uh, heroines in this movie are very fleshed. Awesome. And the ghosts. Both yeah. wasps are great. Even the ghost has a good storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I, I, yeah, I think Ant-Man and the Wasp have equal footing in my head in this movie. Um, Character-wise, uh, and, and kind of leaning a little bit more to the Wasp in some aspects. Right. Yeah. Um, There's but, nothing wrong with that, too, since she's been it's been overdue for her to be in this universe, really. So. And if you think about it, Peyton Reed is going to maybe make the third one, which means he got to complete... His trilogy. His trilogy, like, which like, is rare like in the Marvel gun. Yeah, he's MCU. like, he will be like James Gunn, basically. Yeah, to, it's not, no, I, I think we talked about it, right? No one else, really, other than James Gunn. Yeah, it does it's an that. actual sequel, yeah. Uh, Iron Man other has all Whedon. different sequels. Captain America, I mean, the last two are good, but the first one was a different person. Peyton yeah. Reed may have his, right, yeah. his three. And Whedon, Whedon did two Avengers movies, and he's out for that third one. Yeah, so, so I, I, think it's, one. I think it's a great opportunity for him to show just... His, I think, reverence to film, because he does model these after, he will go out and tell you the four romantic comedies that, that, he, that inspired he, yeah. this movie, mm-hmm. or what sequences were inspired by by something else. So it, I think it, it, I think A-Man is in good hands. I think it, it definitely has a lot of uh, comedy in it, but yeah, good times. All right, guys, so uh, before we say goodbye until whenever the fuck, uh, <laughs> do you guys have anything to plug? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, listen to, um, I produce a new comic book podcast on the Duffin Pod Network called Fanboy Comics. Um, executive produce. I, Fanboy! Executive produce, yeah, exactly. Fanboy. You have to, yeah, pronounce it the way these two pronounced it, or else you're not allowed to listen to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck boy. <laughs> fuck boy comics. <laughs> have we made this Clayton, joke already? Yes, yes, we have. That's why I brought fan it back It's fanboy comics. Fanboy. Clayton is not a fuck boy. Yeah. Yeah. Clayton and Mikey are doing some really cool things. If you yeah. if you're a fan of the um the core characters that we're discussing now, um in these movies, you may actually get you know episode on the uh you may get an episode of their actual you know incarnations on that on that yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Actually, so. Ant Man and the Wasp just had a, a comic book series released this past Wednesday, so. Um, it's really exciting for these characters, you know, and it helps their evolution when the movies come out. It gets more fans and right, people exactly. interested in the actual source material. So, so you buy more of these comics, you may see more of these movies eventually. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. And I mean, um, they're they're on Spotify now, Fanboy Comics, so that's pretty cool. But uh, anything else, John? You had to plug. Um, Fanboy Comics is really cool. Um, listen to um, Missed Connections on the Delphin Pod Network. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen to those things. Well, and, um, I, while we're talking about these other shows, that way we don't keep plugging the same I was thing. Say over not and in again. theaters. Well, okay, 
Okay. No. We'll we'll, we'll give we'll give some time to that. No. But but forget, uh, forget that podcast. No, no, I'm saying no, no, no. no. Yeah, definitely listen to non theaters. It's a new podcast by Lex and Josh. It's really fun. Pecan. I was on the first episode and then I wasn't invited back. But uh, they horrible guess. They basically <laughs> go over some of the movies that or what if like yeah, what and if it's scenarios. really fun. What if scenarios? I mean, it's like as if the speculation part of this podcast was in the entire podcast. Yeah. And it's really cool because you actually get to hear some really cool ideas. Um, but speaking of all the Dolphin Pod shows, uh, we are going to be starting to release little tiny teaser episodes on this channel. Um, so don't unsubscribe, please. If you don't like it, just don't listen to it. But uh, <laughs> you're going to hear some really some, some, some of the greatest hits from these different shows. And if you like what you hear, definitely find it on wherever you're listening to and subscribe to them as well. Um, because they're really, really good, and uh, some of them are really close to this in tone. Yeah, they're all pretty nerdy, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, pick your, um, pick your poison. Listen to that. Um, what? Listen to all of those. Pick with... your poison. You like movies? You like? Oh, you know, okay. But don't you die. Like, You're not you gonna like die. Comics. Oh yeah, yeah. No. Revenge yeah. of the sequel. Go go listen to Revenge of the sequel. ROTS. Guys. Nice. Um, the OG. Yeah, the ROTS um, podcast. I said OG like ten times. OG triple OG. We're kind of on on part time status with that podcast right now, but we yeah. should be releasing more. We know, are throughout part time lovers. Full time friends. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> what? And all of the um, you know. All of the um, podcasts on our sister network, uh, Sticker Fridge, which Are we is sisters? pretty awesome. Sister, 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 brothers, We're sister, sister networks, oh, yeah. sister brother. I mean, I didn't want to assume a gender, but oh, okay, yeah. well, we're just siblings. Yeah, I didn't know if brother networks was a thing. I thought it was sister network and stuff. Sister, ooh, we're very, very sexist. Okay, well, John, sex is like a free flowing river that all splashes of, against both shores. Love is love. All of this, uh, sister. I was gonna say sister fridge. Now you guys got me fucking tripping up. Nice sticker fridge. Um, the Domcast podcast, which is um, brand new. Um, Busuda Boys. Um, late night swipes. Um, Director Showdown, which I am on this season, which all is the hits. pretty great. They're, yeah, we, you, you're on so many podcasts, John. You, I am not on podcast ho. Yeah, you know podcast. what? You're out of this one, <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> but yeah, show them some love too, and uh, oh, yeah, it would be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Drew, oh, Andrew, my, my you got a brick and mortar, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Ready? I'm going to say the exact same thing that John just said. We have it on cue cards right behind Emmanuel. All right, here and, we go. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, l- listen to everything John said. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, everything on the sticker free. Rewind if you, yeah. if you yeah. missed that part. Yeah, exactly. Um, everything on the Delphin Pod Network. Um, be on the lookout for some new exciting projects that all these guys are doing. Um, they think they're going to be a part of the 48 Hour Film Festival. Ah, whoa, whoa, well. whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, so oh, we're, 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 we're recording on the set of a horror film. Horror yeah. film. That uh, you won't see for a long time. Yeah, just trying but. to. Uh, and it, some of it is, <laughs> is working towards a, a final product and just getting things under our belt and working with the you know the chemistry of how yeah. how the the ensemble is going to fit um, work wise in, the, in right? the movie yeah. making process. So you know, one day one day we'll be doing a countdown to infinity episode. <laughs> About a Marvel movie about a Marvel we movie? made. Yeah, that we're making. Boom. And we're going to be defending all the choices that we made. <laughs> <laughs> when we killed Spider-Man. Yeah. And uh, also, if you Imagine like, that movie. We're scraping the barrel, uh, the bottom of the barrel at that point. So yeah, what are yeah. we making? We're uh, making the Eric O'Grady you know, version of, once of we, Ant-Man. If we get a meeting with Marvel, all these episodes are going to disappear. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, so archive and, them now, folks. Yeah. Also, if, they're gonna get dusted. I know uh, a lot of you like movies and um, hypothetical scenarios for like for our other podcasts. Don't but speak for them. If you uh, like uh, reading, also, then come by and visit me over at Heroes of Fantasies and get some of this uh, source material. Again, Ant Man and the Wasp just had a series come out uh, this comics. past week. Um, we can dig up some some great new stories or older stories that you might like based on your uh, movie choices or media intake, whether that's cartoons or video games or what have you um and you talk to people too right like you yeah give, you give really good advice and, and yeah yeah and conversations yeah we try to recommend things based outside on, of comics no no <laughs> you should no. uh you should put all your money into uh <laughs> yeah what is that what i sound like when i when i go to work yeah this is the advice you give people uh d- ask me about herbalife that's all folks yeah um but yeah visit me at heroes and fantasies check out a couple of the cool projects that the folks at Heroes and Fantasies have going on to um, Rogue Traveler Comics, things like that. They're, they have a bunch of reviews where cool. they review comics, uh, not so much of a podcast, but more of like a blog type thing. And um, yeah, I mean, if you like this stuff, then chances are you'll probably like that other stuff too. Yep. Well, guys, it's been great knowing you. It's been great coming into ears one time more again. We appreciate all of the people who listen to this. It's twice. They have two ears. Well, okay. How about I come in this one? You go in the other one. Deal. Yeah, but we will see pretty soon for the Blu-ray releases of these two movies because we have a... Trivia game. Yeah, trivia game for you guys. But it's not going to happen until those actual releases. Yeah, so just maybe. tight. And then Captain Marvel, and maybe this podcast name changes once a new name is announced. Oh, yeah, for Captain Marvel stuff, and we... There's some... Should we just hint it or not really? Sure. There's some discussions about keeping this going for the Marvel Netflix shows, if you guys are a fan of those. Ooh, baby. Yeah. Ooh, Luke, really Luke Cage cool. has season two out yeah, right Luke now. Luke Cage is really Marvel's, good. Marvel's if anyone's watching it. Luke Cage yeah. season two right now, like that's fucking great. Yeah. But we let's have, be honest, if that happens, it's just a money grab from us at that point. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's totally... Yeah. But full all, disclaimer, full disclaimer, guys. It's for the the passionate Marvel fans. Well, because then, then when you watch these movies, then you're like, I want more. So you go home and you try to look for the most similar thing that you can. And after which, you watch all the porn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. After you watch all the porn parodies and the cartoons and play all the video games. You can only see Thanos' dick ten times. Yeah, looks like a, a, a purple zucchini, an eggplant, uh, if you will. A literal <laughs> eggplant from the emoji. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, so, you know, come check it out. At Animal City Comic Con, there's a, a, a character from from Luke Cage coming over, Shades. Whoa. Shades, yeah, yeah. And and, and Luke Cage himself. What am I talking well, about? Yeah, well, don't, don't, exactly. don't, don't plug them. We're not sure if they're yeah, a part yeah, of yeah, that yeah. yet. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe we, we'll focus we on We have been before for, like, yeah. four years. Yeah. Tom Kenny. Anyways, we'll see you guys later. Later, guys. Bye.